Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Florida Man Plays X-Wing. I am your host, as always, Steve Sesnick, and I am joined, as usual, by Carlos Ramirez. Hi, guys. I am now the official expert salt miner of the podcast. <laughs> you, you salt mined it up? <laughs> I salt definitely, mined it up. Yes, uh, but the, the salt mines were a joke, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, also with us tonight, we have a bu- we have a bunch of guests on tonight. We have a bunch of a bunch of the other Florida men that were at the uh, system open with us. We've got uh, Ryan Guy. What's going on, Ryan? Hey, what's going on, guys? I was also in the salt mines with Carlos. I was so in the salt mines, in fact, that I disappeared from them. He <laughs> <laughs> got lost in the salt. I got buried in salt, and I was dissolved <laughs> into the ether. <laughs> um, also with us is Chris Chilcote. Chris, Hello, everybody. <laughs> Not a whole lot. A little tired. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, also with us is Brad Payne. What's going on, man? Uh, not too much, man. Just, uh, you know, ready to talk about some X-Wing. Yeah, you're going to talk some X-Wing. We're going to talk about our, our fun and exciting trip to Atlanta, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> by, well, by the way, well, before we get started, let's go over, uh, let's go over drinks here because I know I think we all have drinks. Um, so I, this evening have a Brooklyn Brewing Company cloaking device, uh, which is excellent. It's a very large, uh, bottle here and, uh, quite good. It's a Brett fermented Porter aged in French Oak red wine barrels. So, so that's, I don't that's think the actually wants to hear more about cloaking anymore. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I was like, can, can you, can you, can you spin that beer to gain an evade? <laughs> <laughs> to give it action sorry <laughs> yeah so i was i kind of bought it like i was at the we stopped at the liquor store on the way up to atlanta and uh i got i saw the name the cloaking device or whatever and i i've actually had this before and it's it's a it's a very good beer so i knew that but i was i was like oh, man i'm uh yeah i gotta i gotta get a cloaking device i know there's gonna be so many so many of those damn phantoms that i might as well uh may as well get myself my own cloaking device but <laughs> find something yeah. to enjoy about them yeah right <laughs> yeah i mean you probably could stumble a decloak to somewhere after you drink it yeah oh yeah i, I will i will i will stumble somewhere that's for sure <laughs> most likely the bathroom but <laughs> yes um all right what do, what do, what's going on what do you got carlos what are you drinking uh, tonight I got the 420 strain Sweetwater Mango Kush Wheat Ale. I've been waiting to get this, and I saw it at the uh, Total Wine, and I decided to grab a six pack. I've been wanting to try it. Nice, re- pretty good, pretty good. Ryan, Brad, Chris, what do you guys got? Um, I am drinking a Dunkin' Donuts coffee. I know that it's not it's not beer. <laughs> I'm drinking that and water. That and water. Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> still, still recovering from the weekend. I see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still, still after being dissolved into the salt, I, I am. I have attempting to reintegrate hydration. Um, <laughs> this is uh, either been not doing it or making me feel ill. One of the two. But I, I'm yeah. coming back. Make the coffee's for. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have uh, anything quite as exciting. Just uh, my classic Yinglings. Oh yeah, you got you Killing Younglings. Gonna, you, you can't go wrong. With the, you can't go wrong with the Younglings. Yeah. Right there, <laughs> Chris. You got anything? I think I'm. A, I have the least exciting green tea ever. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the Arizona or uh, no less exciting Lipton. than that. Lipton. 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 Oh, this uh, uh, 
Gamera is a it's an organic tea that's a little bit cheaper than everything else out there. So bother <laughs> with it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I tend to brew my own. So, uh, all right. Well, I guess let's get started. And uh, we wanted to talk about just the weekend in general, first of all, um, because it was a on, on, in a lot of ways, it was a hugely fun weekend. Like I, I had a blast um, between the after party that was thrown by the Atlanta Hawks and the uh, and the Barons and the, and Gold Squadron podcast, and just everybody was there. Like everybody I met was like so cool. And um, I don't think I, I mean I personally didn't see any sort of like you know really upset people or yelling or screaming or like you know so the stuff that you see sometimes at, at big tournaments when people when the pressure's on. So. I, I at least myself didn't didn't see any of that. I don't know about you guys, but um, but just the weekend as a whole was just a really fun weekend. Hanging out with uh, the Tampa guys, hanging out with the Space Coast guys, hanging out with the Orlando people. I mean, just the whole Florida crew um, that was there uh, w- was fantastic. We got a picture with everybody right uh, right before the tournament started, uh, which was super fun as well. Yeah, so before everybody started losing games, so that was yeah important. yeah yeah. Everybody was still picture, smiling. Yeah, let's get a picture of everybody yeah. smiling. <laughs> Yeah, remember this moment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this shine we happy moment. And so young. Yeah, oh, it totally was. In fairness, though, it was a long time before anyone was losing games after that picture, though. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> this is true. This is true. We'll get to that part of the story too. Yeah, um, more than one. Yeah. So, um, but we started off the weekend. I know we all got there on Friday, right? Uh, so, we actually, we actually, Brad, me, Brad, and uh, our guy Neil actually drove up on Thursday. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, and we spent Thursday night um, figuring out the air conditioning situation in our B&B, oh, our Airbnb, yeah. which involved buying a bunch of box fans. Oh, a oh, whole no. it was a it was a whole ass thing, and I think that's that's probably what oh, yeah. started the the cycle of dehydration. Mm-hmm. Um, and then well, finally, really was Florida cool. manned up in there. That was. There it was, was a, a classic whole- Florida man situation going on there. <laughs> yeah, but if it involves box fans, it's it's certainly a, a Florida man situation, yeah, or as yeah. I was, or as I was told, an Alabama man situation at the uh, oh. at the tournament as well. Box box fans okay. are a thing there apparently as well. So. Yeah, I, I can imagine. Uh, so yeah, so we we so you guys got in on Friday. We had the Friday to basically discover electric scooters. Yes, and tear up downtown atlanta in the uh, on the scooters forming the beginning of what would become scooter gang scooter gang yeah scooter gang scooter gang scooter gang so we had so we had this plan you know we were all going to meet up friday and we went to the uh, we went to the vortex um which if uh if if you haven't been or haven't heard of it it's it's uh it's a really excellent uh atlanta bar slash burger joint um, that has just one of those kind of incredible menus that's just filled with things you really shouldn't ever eat. Um, but you know, every once in a while you have to make an exception. So, um, and I think they have something, they have a burger on there called like, isn't it like a, the coronary bypass burger? Yeah. There's like yeah. a whole section of the menu dedicated to this coronary bypass. Yeah. And they have like three yeah. levels of it. It's like the coronary bypass, the double four. bypass and the triple by, by oh, like four levels. Yeah. The quadruple yeah. bypass. Oh, you, okay, you, you go full oh, hundred you can well. get into. You go full bore on it, okay? Yeah, you can go, you can go in, you can go balls deep on that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you can always grab like nine thousand calories or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can always yeah. grab the uh, like. There's a lot of off menu stuff too, like the Luther Vandross. Like if they have the Krispy Kreme yeah. donuts back there, they will do the whole like those b- donuts as buns into oh. the double bypass. I think oh it is. Oh my god! Um, oh, 
I, I had one one time and it put me on my friend's couch for about four hours. Oh, I just felt awful. That just sounds, that just sounds terrible. I mean like great, but terrible. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's in the South. I guess you put like everything on a crispy, crispy cream donut at some point. Oh yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, they got the pickle Rick. Which yeah. you guys enjoyed? Oh yeah, the oh, pickle, it was so good. Yeah, the pickle rick's my jam at the Vortex. I, I that's what I get every time now. Ever since they came out with it a couple years ago, when the pickle rick episode came out, and uh, so yeah, that's that's and they actually put it officially on the menu now because for a while it, it wasn't. It was like a it was like a one time thing that they did for Dragon Con, and then they took it off the menu, and then you could go back and you could still order it even though it wasn't on the menu. But then now we went back there and it was actually on the menu, which was I guess yeah. they must be getting a lot of orders for it. So. Awesome. Um, but it is an excellent burger. So anyhow, the uh, yeah, the Vortex, fantastic place. I highly suggest it if you're in the Atlanta area. Chris um, and I uh, did a couple oh of, what was it, the Skull Crushers? It's, oh, yeah, no, Skull oh. Crusher. It's like five and a half shots at least. It is absolute nonsense. Like in a, <laughs> like, 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 in, in like, in like a beer glass. Yeah, it's just stacked up. Yeah, it was a like, tall glass. It was a it, yeah. It's like a sixteen ounce glass too. Yeah. Um, so it's that like was with shots. It was just yeah. No, it's just, it's, it's, it's it like six drink. kinds of liquor. Mm-hmm. It's like a bunch of fruity liqueurs, um, laying like rum and vodka and uh, and I think tequila and a couple of other things. And somehow, this thing tastes like a grape Jolly Rancher. <laughs> So it's 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 basically a ninja. It's yeah. like you drink it. I'm like, yeah. I don't feel anything. This is great. And you go to stand up or move or, you know, or 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 do anything else. You just turn your head, and it takes a minute for your for for the world to catch up to where you're looking at, and you're, and you're going, oh fuck, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. die. Like it has its it has its own wonderful. glass. Yes, it is. It has its own glass. It says Skull Crusher on it. Nice. And you drink it, and yeah, it is yeah. delicious. And your skull. Now is I have a glass at home. <laughs> oh, yeah, both Carlos and I bought the glass. Oh, okay, that's cool. Oh yeah, no, that's awesome. So, so it's uh, funny because when it comes to scooter gang, that was the funniest thing. So we were driving around that whole day on the scooters and like having a blast. And if your city has like e scooters around, you're probably like, okay, yeah, cool. But see, like Florida man has not seen this yet. No, I've like seen this so. Before. This was amazing. So we're like walk around, we're like, oh, that's cool. A bunch of people on scooters. I mean, that's neat. And then we were, um, at, I think at Ponce Market, we were eating there. Yeah. And we saw these people ripping it up, like going uphill. We're like, oh, those are powered. Yeah. Oh, those <laughs> are East. Okay. So we got on those. And, and, and in, our, in, our, in our chat, we were talking about trying to meet up at the Vortex. I kept like dropping scooter talk. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. So see you on the scooters over there at 730. <laughs> yeah. So scooter race back to the Westin, right? Yeah, cool. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> so we were actually waiting outside the Vortex and we were like talking about it. I was like. If those dudes roll up on scooters, that's going to be the coolest shit ever. And sure enough, yeah. <laughs> here I'm like, oh, it's on now. It's on now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So we all roll up on the scooter. We took the hint because we because we, we 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 saw them when we pulled up too. Like we like pulled up and I was like, like man, where are all these fucking scooters all over the damn place? Like they're just lying on the ground. Like they're freaking everywhere. And then. So you started dropping the hints about it. So I start, I Googled it and I was like, oh, so that's what's going on here. So I like downloaded, downloaded one of the apps or whatever. And, and, uh, and we decided to hit the scooter too. We kind of lost Curtis on, on the way to the Vortex though. <laughs> just, we were just worried like, about him for a little while. Yeah, we were worried about yeah. it for a minute. Cause so like, yeah, I'm like texting him. I'm like, we're, we're, we start going and we're, you know, we're all getting the scooters. We all had one. And he was like getting on his scooter behind us. And 
you know, I got it. I find I got it working, and I'm like, okay. So I start going, and it's one of those things when you start going on that thing, you don't really want to stop. Yeah. Yeah. So I just kind of just kept going, and like Peyton and uh, Carlos were behind me, but uh, I couldn't. But and I didn't notice for a while. We were going and going, and about three or four blocks down, we had to stop for a crosswalk, and I and I looked around, and I'm like, where the hell is where's Curtis? <laughs> I, I, like, love we, that. I think we lost him. <laughs> when you roll up, that's what you tell me. Yeah. You go, yeah, we just got three or four blocks and I couldn't see Curtis anymore. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, a couple, of our, a couple of our guys are on are on Uber. They're, they're taking an Uber. Yeah. And then, and, then, and, then, and then they show up without Curtis. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, now I'm concerned. Because I thought like, for a minute <laughs> that, that he might have just decided to Uber with them. And that was kind of like what had happened. But, but then he wasn't there. So I was like. Man, and I, and I and I texted him a couple times. And I texted him the address because he hadn't been to the vortex before. So I'm like trying to tell him where it's at and that kind of stuff. And he's not responding, uh, probably because he's riding the scooter. But he uh, he eventually, like about five minutes later, he shows up, and we're like, okay, good, we didn't lose. You. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, but yeah, that, that was a great meetup. We had a good yeah. time over there. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a great place. So then, uh, so then there was the, there was the the mass scooter gang ride back. Yes. What was there like uh, seven of us? Seven, yeah. yeah, yeah. We had like seven of us riding these scooters back down up Peachtree. Was it you? Almost killed somebody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ne- Neil, your your boy Neil there. Our boy Neil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he Steven. so he did like card. the opposite of what what I mean. I guess you would think that you know he was we we're on a sidewalk and we're technically you're not supposed to be on a sidewalk. But he like yeah. curved away from the sidewalk and towards the storefronts, and somebody yes. was walking out of the the door of one of them, and yeah. he just vroom, just zooms right past. He lets out a little look in the highest pitch scream. <laughs> yeah, I mean, threw and, threw her hands up in the air and screamed like it was a horror movie. It was the best. <laughs> well, the best he's like ever. zooming by, and he's just like, sorry. <laughs> I just heard the scream because I was like right ahead of it, and like I, I actually saw her kind of coming out of the storefront right as I went past. Like her, she was just starting to open the door, and I was a little further over on the sidewalk, and uh, so I think like I kind of startled her a little bit, and then Neil was like real, much closer to the door and like coming up behind me, <laughs> really, really scared the shit out of her. No, 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 he he gave a whole new name to like brilliant evasion. Like he literally yeah. like somehow morphed like around this woman because from my perspective i was right behind him yeah so i saw you go and i saw the door open and for a split second i thought that it was going to get you yeah and and but you like were already past it but then neil was like basically in front of the door and he (laughs) cut over i mean it was insane like um (laughs) and then of course you know she gets scared probably by you and then there's six more yeah um so we're we're like we're like the reason that people don't like those yeah. Is it was seven people traveling at seventeen miles, you know, seventeen yeah. to fifteen miles an hour. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, with skull crushers going on at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, but that was that was just a. I had a, I had an absolute blast. It was that was so fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The scooters were, were were stupid fun, and uh, we uh, the, the the scooters had more heroics later on Saturday too. But um, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> fret, fret not, dear listener. The scooter gang yeah. rides again. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it just keeps happening. It was like the one man scooter gang on, on yes. Saturday, but it, it, it happens. Scooter so, gang uh, single handedly saves the Atlanta system open. Yeah, yeah. So we, 
So anyways, you know, that was that was Friday night. That was just everybody hanging out and having fun, getting ready to go. So um, so then, you know, obviously Saturday morning comes around and we we all head off on our scooters to the system yes. open. Right. The uh, the big the big thing we've all been waiting for. So we uh, I, I don't know, like I, I don't, the venue was interesting. So it was a really nice venue like it was like like it looked really nice like it wasn't like yeah. your normal you walk like, in and you're floored yeah like it's it's yeah. not a convention hall looking no thing. no like, it wasn't like the concrete floor like naked like beam ceiling convention hall that that you're kind of used to being in for a thing like that it was this atrium of this hotel like the, in like the middle of the hotel with like these like giant friggin windows on one side and like all of the rooms with like these little like i guess all the rooms had like these little balconies that looked out over the the atrium level i mean it felt like the republic senate yeah like it felt like the senate and like yeah. in like the prequels yeah yeah we were we were like in the pit of the republic senate is kind of what it felt like which it, it was it, it was pretty rad like you first walk in and you see it and it's a pretty impressive place you know yeah we, we the, hunted it down friday and i went up that we went up and like oh where's the atrium we, we found it and i was yeah, i was like floored by it, it was just like holy crap like yeah yeah Turns out though, you're like, this is gonna be awesome. Yeah, yes. There, there turned the out tables. There, there, yeah. <laughs> there turned out to be some awkward challenges uh, associated with this, <laughs> with this place yeah. that, that nobody, I think, nobody, I think, really thought about <laughs> until yeah. they until they happened. Um, so I think one of them was kind of cooling in general because it was such a large open space with these giant windows and the sun coming in. It yeah. was it was kind of warm in there. Um, which yeah, was, and I've. Uh, I've seen I've seen the Omni before, and like that that like kind of open food court atrium, that kind of area, is not the coolest ever. Yeah. But like it like with the people and Mobocon going on and everything else happening, it was warmer than I think you'd think it would be. Yeah, yeah, it was. It, it well, definitely felt fairly warm in there once we got into the tournament. That's for sure. Let's just say that it's it's not rare though uh, for any venue with hundred or two hundred plus sweaty nerds. To have some kind of, you know, <laughs> cool issues. issues. Yeah. 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 I think I've, I don't think I've ever been to a tournament in a blocked up, you know, room full of guys where it didn't, and somebody didn't complain that it was too hot. So, yeah. so, <laughs> so yeah, that was one kind of issue. Um, I think the one thing that was a little different about it, a little weird about it, is that normally at like the larger premiere type events when you're in like those convention center places, normally the ACs in those places are rocking. So um, that was a little bit a little bit different. <laughs> but, oh yeah, I mean, if anything, they keep it intentionally really yeah. cold to fight off the nerd stank in yeah. general. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, yeah, this space was so open though. I don't know if there's any way that that it could be really properly cooled. Like it was. Oh yeah, no. You know? I was thinking about that afterwards. I was like, this is it's like trying to cool off a giant greenhouse. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, that place was designed like they they have balconies facing mm -hmm. into it and i really yeah. think that is for like vacationers that like want to go on the balcony and it's warmer yeah. out there than it is in your room yeah frankly yeah and like, it gives a bit of like an outside feel with the, the window there's like this huge one wall was basically just a window all like you know however many stories tall like 20 something stories like right. looking out over the atlanta skyline you know so <laughs> i think beautiful that's, yeah oh it was a beautiful room that's for sure it was but certainly hot. yeah but hot <laughs> yeah. yeah and then also um i know my first round at least I was sitting at a table that happened to have like a ray of sun just hitting on my seat. That was yep. me on the first round. Yeah. Yeah. So like the first round, like I was I'm the, sitting there and I have like this just ray of sun just like kind of hitting me 
like the whole time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if, any, if, any, any, if anybody listening watched the Gold Squadron stream, the first oh round my God. with the camera shadow mm-hmm. uh, and all that, like that wasn't just an isolated strip dedicated to that table. It was like tiger stripes running over the entire event and they would yeah. move. Yeah. So my the beginning of each of my first two games, I was in the direct sunlight. I was catching glare off my cards, and I actually wore my sunglasses <laughs> for like the first like thirty minutes of the game until it moved on. Yeah, it was. Uh, the, I I don't think I'd ever. One thing I never expected uh, was was for lighting to be such an issue because oh, it, it it wasn't just the yeah. sun in the beginning of the day. It, it apparently that room is not very well lit at night. It, uh, there's very, very, very little lighting in that in that room, and yeah. by the by, like the yeah, fifth round, <laughs> yeah, by like the fifth round, it was started to get pretty hard to see. Like there was like judges walking around with like fl- like using their cell phone flashlights to like look at dice and stuff. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know who else has difficulty seeing the new red dice, but uh, yeah, try seeing them at night. Yeah, yeah, like. they're hard enough to see in full light, let alone let alone in darkness, but. <laughs> So that was, meanwhile, uh, the new the new green dice bail you out in that situation because they're extremely oh, yeah. high contrast. Yes, they are popping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The green dice are are, are great. I, I wish they'd done as much contrast on the red dice, but <laughs> um, but yeah, it was uh, it was that one was kind of an interesting phenomenon. I remember as as it just it started getting darker and darker in there. I'm like, when are these lights going to turn on? And like, they just and then these like <laughs> these lights they had light stands around the place, but it gave off this like candle light type situation yeah, yeah. It, was it was very, very good mood lighting yeah. it was very, it was very yes it yes. was very romantic it to was. play x-wing in it was yeah it was <laughs> thought i felt kenny g moving there yeah <laughs> yeah though for sure it was it was a very it was a very romantic evening of x-wing but <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so i know there was a, this this was all caused by you know uh, obviously the bcp hiccup because we should have been uh yes. done a little bit earlier than that yeah, I mean that probably threw an extra hour uh, onto the onto the tournament. I think maybe a little longer, but um, yeah. but yeah. So the so the BCP hiccup. I know that that was kind of a big topic of conversation on the uh, on the, the interwebs. So there, there was uh, so basically what happened was we they did first round pairings. So they everybody gets registered and stuff, and they give the speeches, and they're like, okay, this is what's you know whatever they talk about before the tournament starts. And they're like, all right, first round pairings are up. And he hits the button on the app or whatever. And then, uh, you know, of course, everybody whips out the phone and they're all trying to get in. And about half the people got in to see the pairings. And then the other half just did not. And it wasn't all of a sudden, like, the, the whole thing crashed. So everybody was like, I, like, I didn't get it on my phone. So I know I was wandering yeah. around trying to find somebody who still had it open on their phone. Oh, yeah. To figure out where the hell I was supposed to be. So anyways, I, you know, figured that out. We get started. And, uh, you know, oh, um, Ian Hamp was was the marshal for the event who um, did a fantastic job. He was, and a hell of a marshal. The whole team. Yeah. yeah. The whole team. Yeah. Yeah. The whole team. Yeah. Really yeah. Good. The whole judging team team was fantastic. So, he, you know, he's marshalling the thing and he's and he's like, he's like, OK, well, we got a little hiccup with BCP. You guys just get set and start your round and, and you know, we'll get it worked out and and uh, hopefully we'll be good to go by the time the round's over. So, okay, so everybody starts playing, and we're playing and playing. And um, my first round went pretty quick. I was, I think I had, I was done with about 30 minutes left. So I went to, uh, I went up to the, the app was still not loading, so I couldn't enter my score. So uh, I saw Ian uh, was standing up at the front of the room or whatever with, um, with paper, pen and paper. He was, 
he was he was getting ready to mark down results. So <laughs> so I walk up there and give him my results and um you know I'm looking and he's, and he's got the paper and he's got all like the numbers for each table on there and he's getting you know, he, obviously at this I can tell the BCP was just still not working. So um i asked him i was like i was like hey um i don't know if this would help or not but if you want i do have my computer with crowdex on it back at my laptop back uh my laptop back at the hotel room and uh, i can go get it if you want and he's like uh he's looking at it and you could i could see him calculating the idea of having the pen and paper this whole tournament in his head yes (laughs) (laughs) and he's like he's like uh yeah yeah he's like yeah yeah that yeah please yeah that that would be good i'm like okay cool cool so i like just put my stuff down like just you know if you can just watch my stuff i'll i'll go run back to the room because you know i figured I, I had some time and you know back to the west and it's not too far it's it's it was a little over half a mile i think back but but this is where the scooter came into play so you know i go i go running out of the omni and i just find the first scooter i can find and i hop on that thing and i just you know hauling hauling ass back to the west <laughs> the rocky rocky theme playing in the background yes. yeah, yeah. Right. oh yeah i'm just like I'm he like, finds he finds his scooter named tonto and uh <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah so i'm going and going and, and, and on the scooter just and like I, find, I get to the westin and i'm you know running up to my room and stuff and <laughs> I, you know, get the laptop and I'm, you know, just running down. So it was just funny because it was just a whole like mad race, like mad, mad, mad rush for me to like, it was, it was funny, you know, because like the whole day started and I was like, I was feeling good. I wasn't like, it was a little warm in the room, but I, I wasn't like hot and sweaty and stuff yet. So of course, you know, after that I get back and I'm just like drenched and uh, cause it's like 98 degrees outside or whatever. <laughs> yeah. They don't call it hot Atlanta for nothing. Yeah. That place exactly. was scorching over yeah. the weekend. Yeah. It was, it was a scorcher. So. <laughs> Yeah, so I was so I was sweating pretty hard by the time I got back up there, and um, I think the round had like just finished as I as I got back up there, and he was taking, um, you know, he was still he had a line of like, there was uh, a line of like forty or fifty people trying to bring him a, bring up scores at that point. Yeah, so I was sitting in that line. It was it was rough. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, and, and that represented literally almost you know half the field because everybody very quickly learned like, hey man, like one dude just needs to stand in this line, mm-hmm. like both players, right? So like, yeah. so like like my opponent round one, um, Ed, who's who's a who's a local, who's a Florida man. Um, uh, he uh, him and I switched off places in the line while the other one packed up their stuff. Oh yeah. Like so it was it was it was a pretty cool arrangement, but it still was a long line. Like yeah. it was just took a minute. Yeah, yeah, it definitely definitely took a minute. So I, I kind of walked in half halfway through that, I think, and uh, <laughs> you know, so I uh, you know had the laptop and. Got a power, you know, got it powered and plugged in and stuff. I ended up taking it over to the um, to the to the um, Cascade Games like head table where they had because uh, he needed, well, you know, using CrowdX he needed a printer um, in order to print out match slips and all that kind of stuff. And they had a printer oh, yeah. over, over at that table, so I went over there and got got it set up uh, with the, with the printer. So he's taking scores and stuff, and and I'm and I'm over there with Steve from Cascade getting it hooked up into the printer, and then. Um, I'm trying to hook up to the printer and I realized that, you know, I have no internet access in, in that hotel <laughs> and I need drivers. So, so I got my, my hotspot out on my phone and downloaded the print drivers, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so anyways, yeah, so we get it set up and then they, they gave us like an hour break and, uh, you know, I yeah, got, we decided go ahead and do lunch now. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I got, Ian well, that, that, well, that's where you can tell that Ian is a, a, a master marshal yeah. because he, he, uh, Everyone's kind of like hovering while people are waiting in line for scores. And he's like, hey, we may take lunch break, but like that's not decided. Do not leave. 
Yeah. Like, bring your score up here. Do not leave until we have your scores. And then the minute he gets the last score, he's like, okay, cool lunch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, was, it, was very, it was very masterful the way that people were like, well, it may not be lunch, so I'm just going to sit here, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Just kept, kept everybody floating. So, um, so, yeah, so he comes over and uh, after I get the computer and everything set up and, and he tells everybody they can go to lunch and um, – he gets on the crowd deck. So he had, at that point, he had a lot of work out of him because he had to put everybody's name in to Cryodex. Uh, and then yeah. he had to generate the tournament. And then he had to, because the first round had already been played, he had to create swap. He had to do the swap in Cryodex. Oh my God. To create right. all the, manually to, pair every yeah. match. 179 or whatever players it was. 73, I think. Yeah. 73. Yeah. That's yeah. swapping two players kills me on Cryodex every Thursday night. <laughs> so I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So, um, so anyways, he, uh, so I left him to that and he's like, I'm like, I'm going to go grab some food with everybody else here. You're good to go with the, with the computer. He's like, yeah. I'm like, all right. So, uh, so we leave and, um, you know, go, go grab food. And I, I ate fairly quickly because I did want to go back and check on him. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so I came back with about a half hour left still in the lunch break and uh, after eating fairly quickly. And he, uh, he's sitting there fighting with Cryodex because he got all the names put in. But uh, so the last time I had used Cryodex was for the campaign against cancer. And so apparently, I guess it was stuck in that mode where it would where where it was trying to split the tournament into three sub tournaments with pods oh so (laughs) so he had just so he had put all the names in and it was and and all it would let us do is create a three pod tournament (laughs) so so i'm I'm like um i think we're gonna have to delete the save file and start from scratch on this um because it's like stuck in this mode so he's like oh i don't have time for that i'm like all right he's like you know he's trying to because at the time you know, Steve from Cascade was still on the phone with the developers of BCP trying to get them f- to get it working. And apparently it was like partially working, but they had to, but he had to manually enter all the scores and stuff. So he started doing that and I was like, okay, give me this. I'll do this. So I got into CrowdX and deleted the save and like just redid the entire list of people. So I re-entered all 173 people. And um, so as I'm entering all those people, you know, I'm probably like three quarters of the way through and everybody starts coming back. And um, so I'm finishing that up. He's finishing up putting the, the results into, into BCP that still kind of is kind of sort of maybe working, not working. And, <laughs> and um, so so I guess so eventually so he gets all the numbers in and he's like tests it. And he's like, oh, OK, it made pairings. Cool. And he's like, open your phone, check it out. Like and I open my phone. And I saw the pairings and the, the, the app was loading and stuff. So. Um, so we're like, okay, great. So I, I, in the meantime, I had finished putting all the names in the crowd X. So we just, so I, you know, I was like, well, I'll just leave this here for you. And, you know, if you want to like try to try to just have this here ready as a backup, you know, you can, you can keep it up here at the desk for the rest of the day. I don't care. So, <laughs> um, but so it was there just in case BCP crashed again, which fortunately it did not, but it was, uh, it certainly was uh, a fun little ride there for about an hour or so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. nothing, nothing like having uh, BCP, uh, you know, accidentally DDoS'd by no one. Like, I, I think that's what it was. Like, no one had, like, half the people, like, some people might have been on the Omni Wi-Fi. Yeah. Some people weren't, and everyone's going through all that glass up there. Yeah. And I just think it was, like, 173 people all at one time said, give me my pairings. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, crashed it. But it was, it was a 
it was a definitely a cool off delay that was almost like icing the kicker in football. Like yeah. you got done, you got done with one round, and yeah. whether you won it or lost it, either way, your blood's up and you want to go. Yeah. And then it's like, well, have lunch. Yeah. And wait more. Yeah. And you're kind of like, Ugh, you know, like there was this feeling. <laughs> yeah. You know, in the air. I mean, I wonder. It may have helped me in the sense that, um, not, it didn't help me, but what helped me in the set was in the sense that I was like so busy running to the hotel room to get the laptop and then coming back and then. And then, you know, I ate right. quickly and then, and then I didn't really have the yes. downtime that you guys had because I was running around. So to me, it felt like it was going by really quick because I was <laughs> I was running around. But <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, anyways, it was uh, it, it was funny. But, B, you know, BCP came back up and worked, worked, worked fine the rest of the day and, and on uh, and on Sunday as well. So, yeah, you know, it was a it was right. a hiccup for sure. And cer- certainly caused a lot of problems because it wasn't just the X-Wing tournament. It was causing issues for all their all the tournaments they were dr- they were running. Because they had, right. I they think had like the L5R. Except Keyforge was being run on that. Yes, yeah. So they had the L5R tournament that they were having issues with, and Destiny stuff they were having issues with, and it, it was causing problems across the board. Because it wasn't because like the entire BCP like website slash database or whatever was basically down. So right. it seemed like it was some sort of database issue. Yeah. 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 So anyhow, you know. Stuff happens. It's it's uh, right. IT and computer world. You know, I'm I I'm, I work in IT, so I'm used to stuff like that going wrong. So, right. So in its defense, like I've I've been to two other events where BCP was used, and like those two went smoothly, and it yeah. was it was like a lifesaver. I was like, this thing is amazing. Yeah. I could be out smoking. Pairings come up. This is great. Never yeah. going back. It, it is fantastic when it was working. Like as soon as we got through right. that first round problems yeah. and like the rest of the day, it was just it was on. It was so easy. I mean, just well, I was talking game, to. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. You go ahead. Right. No, I, I was just saying like you finish your game, you put in your scores, you, you and you're done, and then you sit there and you wait for the pairings to pop up, and like they hit the pair button and it shows up like instantly. You know, right. it's it's and it you is. You can look at your opponent's list too as you're walking towards the table. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. You can see your opponent's list. It has the round timer in it. Uh, if you yep. if you look at the pairings while you're while you're in a round, you can see what the time is. So, you, you know, you don't have to look around and search for a clock or wait for callouts. Yep. Yeah, so. I was talking. To, I was talking to Ian about that uh, between rounds at one point. I was like, I really hate it when. Uh, BCP takes a knock like that, like you know, like stumbles a little bit, yeah. because it is it is awesome. Like and and yeah. when we were in Phoenix, just the idea of like, yeah, we're out there smoking, all of us, and all of a sudden, boop, there goes your pairings. You look at it and you're like, okay, here's my matchup, and like you can actually talk it out with yeah. your guys before you head in. It's just yeah, it's it's fantastic software. Yeah. It just had that issue, but I, it was the first time I've been in a tournament where it had an issue. Mm-hmm. So. So, anyways, you know, like I said, it's uh, in, in an IT world like that. You're you're gonna things are gonna happen like that. So right. it was unfortunate, and it, it caused a little bit of a delay. But honestly, we were the tournament recovered. We got on with the day. We finished a little bit later than we expected, but it it wasn't uh, it wasn't the end of the world. So, no. um, so yeah. So, anyways, what uh. <laughs> What what was what were you guys doing and thinking while while all that was going on? Because I know what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> so the so the first half of it, I'm standing in line. Um, <laughs> I think everybody was. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, no, after that, it was really just uh, getting food and smoking, and uh, well, uh, half half the crew is complaining about their game one, and then half yeah. the crew is. Uh, 
applauding themselves about their game one. So mm-hmm. that was that was largely it. It was just an extended case. version. So it's of that. typical. Yeah, yes. it's typical. Seems typical. Yeah. I went ahead and grabbed the beer because I was I was headed for a bad night. I had lost my first round, so. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you were already two beers in the hole. Well, you, I mean, yeah, exactly. You started the day with uh, with what Stephen Ford from uh, the Barons with quad. Fingers. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's like a. I saw. I saw that. I, oh. I walked past your table as you were getting set up, and I was like, "Oh, that sucks." Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a shitty first round. <laughs> well, and like everyone needs to Poor bear bastard. in mind as well that Florida man was out of his element without having ready access to cooler beer. Yeah, yeah. Um, randomly. So that yes. that was. Yeah, we're 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 used to drinking in parking lots, so that, that yeah. was. A, that, yeah, yeah. That well, hold on. It wasn't happening. And we're also used to easy egress to a smoking area. Yeah, correct. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, there were there were some difficulties for our normal <laughs> yes. tournament experience. <laughs> like, How the hell do we get the atrium in the first place? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> now the one advantage we did have is you know I mean it was hot in there but I think that's an advantage for us. I mean. Oh yes. yeah. You know, we're we're like the reverse of the, of like the wildlings. You know, like everybody's like, oh, let's go down to the south and go to this tournament in the southeast. I'm like, we had to head north for that tournament. I'm like, I don't know about you guys, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm used I to a bunch of sweaty dudes. This tournament, this tournament's yeah. up north, baby. Yeah, we oh, lost ten yeah. percent of humidity going up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I yeah. Between the, between the air the altitude, was a little thin. Yeah, there yeah. Was, I, mean, I mean, we're like you know, you're like a thousand, nine hundred, a thousand feet up in Atlanta. I mean, we're used to sea level and and like an extra. Yeah. You know, the dew point and I mean yeah. Yeah, I had to drive six <laughs> yeah, and a half right. yeah, I had to drive six and a half hours out of my sweat hole to get yeah. here. So we're yeah, we're good. Yeah. I was amazed how dry I was walking around during the day. Yeah. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. exactly. Yeah, like today, like I mean it, it rained it rained here in Jacksonville like for about an hour and, and like at about four o'clock and the whole night. It's just it's just an absolute swamp out there. But oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. No, that sounds terrible. Yeah. It's like, so. well, I smelled the mosquitoes. Yeah. yeah, it was just—it was basically yeah, just <laughs> yeah, it was just a lot of a lot of a lot of smoking cigarettes if you were so inclined, smoking too many, yeah, and waiting for oh, round sure. two. And if you lost that first round, like 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 I I did, I dropped my first round because you know I'm a, I'm a famous submariner. That, that's yeah. what I do. So Sub, so submariner, I'm, I'm a submariner. So I'm used <laughs> to it, but at the same time, a system open, you're like, well, you know, that's a lot better, of pressure. Better just win out. You know, you just become this grim reaper. You yeah. just start knocking every game you win after that. You're ending someone's day. Yeah, basically, <laughs> which is a thing. Yes, that is a thing. Yeah. This it's, like, open. it's like how many people can I knock out? Take take down with me. <laughs> yeah, well, that was the thing. That was the thing when we were at my, my first system open. I, I did that. I, I you know, dropped one five five zero into the cut, and way later I was like, yeah, my opponents were so awesome. And Brad's like, yeah, I'm really surprised because everybody that you played, you knocked out. After. Yeah, I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah. It took me until the end to realize that. I was like, oh, they were actually I'm like I'm like they were actually really cool for all that for five straight people doing that. That's yeah. terrible. <laughs> so so yeah, so anyways, it was a it was a great day, a great event. Um and outside of the BCP hiccup, I, I thought I had a great time. Uh, you know. Now, you know, granted I went I went five and one and made the cut so i was feeling pretty good because of that and so may, that may have something to do with it but. <laughs> a little bit yeah yeah I, I had a pretty 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 nice little adrenaline rush going on there at the end of the day so we went to uh so then after that we went to the uh the big after party with the uh with the, the hawks and the barons and the and everyone uh gold squadron and everybody else who uh who showed up there 
a yeah, lot so. of people from Florida too. I mean, we had yeah. the Tampa oh, yeah. guys. You guys were there. Uh, Space Ghost was there. Uh, you know, Steve was there. We had uh, a lot of the Orlando people were there. A big, uh, big Florida presence there, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So almost like hanging out at home. Yep. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. There's a lot of familiar faces. That's for sure. So. Um, but yeah, so you know, big big thanks to them. Um, yeah, you know, to the Atlanta crew in general, just for the swag bag was awesome. Yeah, yeah, oh, it was yeah. a super cool swag bag that uh, obviously Andrew, Mister Knuckles, had a lot to do with with uh, his curled paw creative. Um, those those target locks, those the coke the coke the coke bottle lid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, target locks are hot. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. cool. Oh, they're awesome. So, so yeah, there was all kinds of good stuff there. And, uh, they had a bar, which was, you know, the main thing I was looking for. It was funny. Cause like, oh, I, went sure. to, I went to eat and I grabbed the plate of food and like I ate about half of it. And I was like, I'm, I'm not even hungry. I just, I just need a, I just need a drink. So yeah. <laughs> I just went to the bar, but I your body, your body was missing an essential vitamin. Yeah. Yeah. Vi- yes. Vitamin alcohol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, Car- Carlos, uh, did you, uh, did you meet your quota there? So, so what, what, what did you finish the day at and how many drinks did you, uh, did you have to drink based on your, your gamble, your bet? My bet was to drink two drinks for every loss. I went two and four. So I had nine, I had nine drinks. I, I, I gave you myself a buffer yeah. <laughs> just, just in case anybody had any thought. No, it's actually, uh, you, you guys, I would like every single person that was to the show to text or message Marcus Morton uh, <laughs> on Facebook <laughs> just to confirm that I did have him because he was my counter. Uh, but yes. he was, well, the problem is that he was also really drunk because he had like three oh, nice. of those Star the Wars drinks that they were doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah so, the bartender made up some sort of uh, blue milk drink that she just kind of like, it was like a they Long were Island great. with like That's some, awesome. some sort of blue concoction in it that you know, she oh. was calling it blue milk. That sounds great. Yeah. yeah but uh, yeah, had a great time though. Uh, just, you know, bonding with a lot of the people that, you know, Sam Talley and, and Nick White, you know, um, I've gotten along with them a lot, you know, since I met, I, I think I met Sam back in um, North Carolina. It was uh, two, three years ago. Um, we played at a top eight match. And mm-hmm. so it's just nice seeing that, you know, those people and just a lot of people that I've also met online that I've never seen before. Josh and um, a lot of other people from like the, you know, Birmingham area and all that stuff. So really cool to see everybody in person, kind of hang out, have a good time, drink some beers. So it was fun. It was yep. a great time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And by, by the way, I was the one, you know, so of course, you know, I, I make the cut. And I'm the one who's there with Carlos till almost two in the morning as to shepherd him home because everybody else just ghosted out of there. Like <laughs> everybody else is gone. And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm, I could have uh, made it back. I'm like, uh, uh. <laughs> you would have had your dead in a ditch somewhere. Don't you like that? <laughs> Listen, well, so, I, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I ended up having to go, what was it? The CVS, uh, yeah. to, before I was just like, all right, you go on ahead. I gotta go CBS. I ended up buying like a what a eighteen pack of bottle water because I was like, <laughs> I know what's coming. I know what's coming. And there's nothing worse than waking up the next day with a huge hangover and not finding water anywhere. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that was a big priority for me. <laughs> so and he uh, stumbles in like one of those golden axe gnomes. That <laughs> <laughs> drops water all over the fucking mini bridge. <laughs> so 
so, so what did what did the Gold Squadron crew think of your uh, your late night stumble in? Oh man, I would like to find out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> poor, poor Dion. Uh, so Dion uh, from Gold Squadron stayed with us uh, for the weekend, and uh, you know he was looking for a room. We saw had a spot left open. Uh, the first night uh, he came over, we actually had um, uh, Steve and his crew were three doors down from our hotel room. <laughs> That's right. Uh, which was a run- yeah, kryptonite. Um, <laughs> so Dion comes in and, you know, and I'm like, hey, man, um, some of the guys uh, want to meet you. They're over in the other room. So we're all hanging out and like trading stories of like, it was, it, like the Florida man thing. It's just like so he's like i don't really like so i don't i've, I've kind of heard about the whole florida man so all of a sudden we're just sitting there reading florida man headlines from our uh based on our birthday uh so uh, that uh that was a good hoot like we had some good laughs so i read some of those headlines yeah um uh, but uh but yeah you got to meet us and all that stuff and I just say uh, I feel bad for the drunken mess that I was. He's he's probably too nice to say anything, say anything about it. But. <laughs> he didn't mention it to us. Unlikely. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, well, I like I, I like the cockiness, Carlos. That he, he got to meet us. See that that's the attitude. That's the Florida man attitude that I like right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. well, absolutely. I mean, that's that's for yes. sure. Yeah. We're yeah. a train wreck, if anything. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I'm happy you could meet me. Yeah. <laughs> Glad you got to see me. Yeah. I have a pleasure to meet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so, uh, so yeah. So that was pretty much it. And then, you know, then Sunday, obviously, we had the uh, the the cut, and which me and Chris were were in the cut. So, Chris, you had to do the playing game, right? Yes. Yeah. So how was the it how was the face beating then? Uh, who who'd you play? What'd you play in the playing game? Uh, the playing game, I actually played my round two opponent, uh, ah. Joel Keller, very nice man. He was yeah. playing Hatchet Man, ah. um, and his dice hate him like a <laughs> yes. lot. They hate him badly. Oh, oh my god! Oh, I've I've never seen such you know terror to an owner before in my life. But um, I think there were a couple of pro torpedo shots. Um, he got a total of three of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, one strip shields on one of my locks. Uh, the other two did one damage, which was evaded. Ugh. Yeah, Ouch. on three <laughs> drip per proton torpedo shots. That's brutal. Yeah, uh, but he flew really well. Um, I got off a lucky block on our first game on Vader and stripped off five of his health or uh, four of his health. So just some just just some bad luck on his part, but he flew it well. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Well, we both and we both got knocked out in the top sixteen. I I, I lost to uh, Daniel Taylor, who went on to play in the final against Joel Killingsworth, who ended up winning. And he was flying a, a Rebel Beef list, the, the classic Beef Wedgington list, as people are calling it. Um, and uh, so, anyways, apparently, apparently, as I found out uh, later that day, that uh, that list is apparently just my kryptonite. I. I because I ran into the exact same list in round six of the uh, hyperspace qualifier and lost to it as well. So <laughs> it was my only two losses on the weekend. My only two actual losses. I, I uh, round six of uh, on Saturday was a final salvo, but um, but yeah, the my only two actual losses of the weekend were both to the almost identical um, uh, beef Wedgington Rebel beef list. So which uh, didn't Pure feel too kosher. great. Yeah. 
No, that was not the kosher beef. Um, I, <laughs> I, I played against some kosher beef, and, and, and I was able to beat that earlier in the day, but but that, that was not the kosher version. <laughs> that was full MSG, like, all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, it's like the Wedge, the Bralin, the 10, the Cassian, you know, the Leia. All, all, all the normal things were there. So... So yeah, so that was a rough a rough list. What did you end up uh, losing to in the round in this in the top sixteen there, Chris? Joel Killingsworth actually. Oh, you did. So we lost to yeah. the two, we lost to the final table. I mean, at least yeah. that's something, right? No, that's right. <laughs> I'm like, I get to say that. I, I, I only lost to the tournament winner. No, I'm not that good. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah. So anyways, that's that's kind of how how the day finished off for us there at least. But. Um, but yeah, you know, again, just thanks to everybody, and 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 also thanks to just all the people, just in general, like opponents and and everybody else. Um, I do want to go oh, over yeah. my my opponent list real quick. Um, I I want to give them all shout outs. I'm not going to go over every game, but um, you know, round one, I got paired up with uh, Stephanie Lanier, who um, was uh, it was her first X-wing tournament ever. Uh, that's awesome. So, which was that's cool, awesome. and she was she was there with her husband. Apparently, they they been they played kitchen table a lot, and and she, he I guess he went to tournaments, but she had never gone to one before, and uh, so she finally decided to bite the bullet and go to like a system open. Which I'm like, well, this is an interesting place to start your <laughs> tournament career. What does uh, what does Travis call that? Training on the mountaintop? Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was that was kind of that was taking the hard road on uh, on, on on learning learning what a tournament's like. <laughs> Um, so, and I also want to give, uh, Eric Smith a shout out. Um, I think he was from, I think he was from Denver. Cause I think he was the one who gave me the Denver. He gave me like a crit token that had like the Denver state flag on it or something. Um, which nice. is cool. Uh, and then I played Jared Kaczynski, who is another Florida uh, guy from the Orlando area. And, uh, Round four, Justin uh, Mazowat. I'm hope- hopefully pronouncing that correctly. Uh, round five, Josh Holt, um, which was a quad phantom list, which I'll talk about later. And then round six was George Levisor, uh, who was also a quad phantom, um, but we were both undefeated and just, uh, you know, went for the final salvo because we were tired and it was hot. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, so anyways, I finished my day in uh, eighth seed overall, uh, which was which was great. So I didn't have to do the play in game. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so anyways, a couple of thoughts, um, basically from the second day also, uh, just want to first give a huge thank you to Josh Wicker, uh, for collecting a ton of support from the South Carolina community oh, yeah. for the Buenos Aires open. Uh, I got a huge swag bag from him, from everybody he collected from South Carolina. Uh, so uh, big thanks to those guys, and then uh, Ian Hamp helped me because for some reason I think I was shouting a lot on Friday, <laughs> so <laughs> I lost my voice for like the entire weekend, and um, I had to ask uh, Ian Hamp to do a quick announcement for me at the start of the hyperspace uh, qualifier, and just uh, if anybody wanted to donate some extra price support to the thing and I got flooded. Really? Uh, I mean, there yeah. were just people just kept walking out, throwing, I had it like some guy just gave me a giant bag of tokens and just said, here you go. Nice. Like uh, it was, it was amazing wow. uh, to seeing that from the community that everybody just jumped up immediately and uh, showered with, uh, with price support. So um, I got, uh, some, somebody gave me a bunch of the tickets, prize ball tickets. 
So I went up there and I just like basically used them to grab a bunch of different stuff and nice. throw that in the swag bag. So um, it felt really good. So I got a bunch of stuff. I'm organizing that. We might be organizing some extra things uh, together. But just a big thanks to the Atlanta SOS, uh, everybody that went and everybody that donated stuff. There were so many awesome cards. I, I got a couple from the uh, – oh, man, I really wanted to uh, give a shout-out to them. The Sunbeer Fleet, uh, they play out of Knoxville. The Boba um, Fett, the Darth Vader one? Yeah. Oh, my, oh God. my God. Those are so So good. I was in the – so I'm sitting there in a salt mines. I think it was like two and two or like or something. I don't know. And then somebody walked up to me, and they're like, you're flying Vader? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, here you go. And it was the most incredible uh, Darth Vader altar card I've ever seen in my life. Um, so I was very happy to receive that. The Mace Windu. Uh, best motherfucker card was great. <laughs> um, the hate card with uh, Jar Jar Binks <laughs> that was that was a good one too. Yeah, yeah I, I got uh, I got a hold of one of those. That that's good stuff. Yeah, yeah, me too. Oh, the, also, yeah. I just want to give a, uh, a shout out to Joel Bishop um, who had the Mace Windu uh, yes. like cards like from the uh, like Mace. Like, it was like Samuel L. Jackson from Pulp Fiction as Mace Windu. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he, like, I, I think he had posted about him on Reddit a couple weeks back, and um, I think I replied to him. I was like, oh, those are awesome, or whatever. So he, like, he like searched us out, and he he wanted to make sure that we got uh, we got a set of them before he gave them all out, because uh, I think he got flooded. Uh, he, he, he lost. They were all gone by the end of the day. Yeah. So, and oh, anybody yeah. that walked, walked up to us, I, I appreciate it so much. I, I can't believe it. I mean, going to his tournament and people walking up saying, we love your show, you know, and, and like, oh, we listen to you all the time and you guys are doing a great job. And um, it's just, it feels good. You know what I mean? I, I always like constructive criticism. And, you know, every time I ask people, it's like, oh, is there anything we can do better? They're just, they always just tell me to fix my fucking mic. Um, so, <laughs> apparently there's always a lot of background noise, uh, but I mean, that's, uh, that's as good as it gets as far as uh, criticism. Uh, so I, I really do enjoy doing this. Uh, and I'm glad people are listening. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And we got a lot of that just throughout the day, which was awesome. So um, big thanks to just everybody who. Uh, yeah. You who guys are here. lucky, man. I was wearing you guys' shirt day one, and people just kept throwing shit at me. So yeah. I don't know what you guys yeah. are doing. Yeah, I don't Same know. Here. Well, they knew we were actually on the podcast. So <laughs> oh, gotcha. All right, all right, yeah. all right. Yeah. I get yeah. it now. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, to everybody who, who, to everybody who came up to me thinking that I was somehow Steven or Carlos, <laughs> Thanks for the hugs and stuff. It was yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was, uh, there, there, well, it, was, it is kind of funny because I think me, uh, like your own Tampa pe- uh, crew will like mix up me and you sometimes. Ryan. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no. Oh, yeah. When, when we're moving fast enough, they're like, oh, there's that big guy with the beard. Oh, hey, look. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I think at the uh, I think it was at the Orlando hyperspace trial, we were, we we're hanging out outside and or you were out there with like with Dominic, I think. And he was like looking down or something, and and I walked outside, and then you walked back inside, and I basically <laughs> took your spot. And he looks up and it like freaked him out. And he's like, he, he, looks, he just starts talking to me like I'm you. And he's like, wait, he's like, well, you're not Ryan. Like I'm like, no. He walked inside a minute ago, man. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> That's amazing. Like yeah. I love just the hot swap right there. Yeah, we just pulled the hot swap um, on him. It was hilarious. No, no, but I hear from a lot of people. You know, once I decided to stop pretending I was you. Um, uh, out there, a lot of people that said they really liked the show, and and it was really cool to talk to them and stuff. So yeah, yeah, it was it was good. To, I mean, it was a good crowd. Like in general, like the 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 makeup was good. You know, everybody was cool. I I have yet to have a system open where 
you know, well, with one notable exception, I won't call out, uh, not at this one, uh, but another one, um, never ran into a, like, like, like a bad person there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like where it just comes down to, you're just like, okay, like you're my opponent and I don't like you. Right. Yeah. Like, like they're like, it, it's kind of rare to do that. Um, and I wanted to say one thing that I thought was super awesome, uh, that there was like, there was like a lot of women playing X-Wing for yeah. what I'm used to. Um, which I think is, is amazing. And, and I always want to encourage that. That was yeah. just, uh, really I just, awesome. I hope, yeah, I hope that obviously the, the X-Wing community continues to be welcome to that because women only play games where they feel welcome to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, so hand, hopefully that, hopefully hands we down. can keep that up. Hands down. That was just so Absolutely. awesome to see. Yeah. It's good. To, yeah, it's good definitely. to see a, a better mixture of people out there just in general, like, you know, it gets a little old sometimes just always sitting across the table from another big sweaty guy. So, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, it, it was definitely good to see uh, some of the ladies out there. Oh, hands down. But um, so anyways, I think uh, on that note, we will hit the halftime here and we'll hit the Florida news desk, see what they got to say. And then we'll come back and we're actually going to talk a little bit about uh, X-Wing, what happened in some of our games. So we will see you in just a minute. This week in Florida, a man is in trouble after he threatened to behead numerous police officers and then eat their eyes and tongues. Ken Freeman, 50, was arrested and charged with six counts of threatening death or serious bodily harm of a law enforcement officer. Six Melbourne police officers approached Freeman Thursday outside a Dick's Sporting Goods store after he hit a man and threatened to cut his expletive head off in front of his family. Florida Today reports Freeman and the man were making obscene hand gestures at each other while driving before the incident. Following his threats to the unidentified man, Freeman then threatened to decapitate the police officers and eat their eyes and tongues. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the second half of the episode of uh, Florida Man Plays X-Wing. And we are going to talk about the uh, our, our actual games at the system open a little bit um, without getting too bat-reppy. And uh, just kind of go over general impressions of the field and kind of how the days went um, between the regular hyper uh, system open and the uh, hyperspace qualifier. So I think we're going to start with uh, we're going to go uh, uh, we're going to go bottoms up here. Um, start with- <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I am bottom. Here we go. <laughs> Welcome we to a, the welcome to the shit show, baby. <laughs> we, have a, we have a true power bottom that is going to start us off here. Yes. <laughs> I will you know, gather around the campfire. I will sing you the song of my people who flamed out at the system open. Um, so, hi, I'm Ryan. So, uh, okay, so 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 my system open started off kind of kind of rough. So I um I was flying uh, three MDAR. Um, Phantoms and Vader <clears throat> with Hate and FCS at 199. Um, thought about doing the Afterburners version, um, just pure Afterburners on Vader at 200. Um, but you know, in, in my test reps with the with the list, you know, it didn't seem like Vader really needed that. If the list is humming and the Phantoms are doing their job, Vader just kind of hangs out, gets up there, and you know, does his thing. And FCS, I found for action economy, was way more valuable mm-hmm. the way I was playing it. Yeah. So of course the first matchup I get is Rack Whisper. Like, you know, the the hundred and twenty point rack, I mean, just with like hull upgrade and advanced proton torpedoes and like everything ever um ever created, uh plus you know, eighty point whisper at at a clean two hundred. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, this was yeah, it, and uh, and honestly, like it, it kind of caught me off guard because I hadn't really prepped against it because I didn't necessarily expect to see it, right? Um, I but I can I can say it really caught me off guard. It was uh, Ed Martinez, who's another who's another Florida local. I believe he's out of Orlando. I could be wrong. Um, I think he's Miami. I think he's South Florida. Is he South Florida? Okay, okay. Yeah, Yeah. he uh, he he always shows up typically dressed up in the suit, you know, looking classy. He had a real fine suit on at the uh, at the system open. It was it was a a step up. Oh, with the real classy suit with the imperial tie pin. I mean, I I saw that. Dude, that shit was like I caught that. That was awesome. Come on now, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) I mean, how how the hell was I supposed to win that game when, I, yeah. when, it, when that when that that uh, that pin was just glinting off the sun? You know what I mean? Yeah. Someone just right in my eyes. Uh, so uh, <laughs> yeah, no. It turns out that a uh, bunch of phantoms and Vader into that rack. Rack's just like no. <laughs> I'll just I'll just tank everything, and I'm like okay, that's fine. Um, so yeah, that was it. Wound up being kind of a tight game, but uh, I almost killed Rack, and then time was up. And with Whisper and Wind and Rack. Good firepower. They could take a phantom out around easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, there's that's how that went. Uh, so classic. You know, Ryan, some you know, Submariner on his way to glory. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It, this is how it's this is how it's written. This is yes. how it's supposed to happen. Yes. So um, a super long, interminable break later. I mean, just just the, the forever time later. Uh, round two started, and uh, that was against um, four phantoms without crack shot for the for the bid. Um, and that was uh, Corey Slate, and uh, I won that one. That was a pretty crazy one because it looked like I was out of it for a little bit, but just kept fighting it, and uh, eventually, kind of, you know, did the points math in my head. And as time expired, I was on top. So there we go, and I won that. So one and one. I'm thinking, all right, this is the beginning of the this is the beginning of, of the sub submariner's job here. You know what I'm saying? Put yeah. my periscope up, you know, checking out the field, uh, see what's going on. And that's when I saw uh, Justin Battenberg uh, flying, um, which I know Brad played him. At least I know Brad did. I think a lot of my guys wound up playing him over time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was uh, the classic four ship rebel, but it was the, it was the mega damage share version with like the bigs. Braylon was selfless, oh, Wedge selfless, and yeah. Cassian. Yeah, um, I poured every bit of firepower into that list, humanly possible. I had great rolls, like. I was just like shipping three all the time with the Phantoms, and I got the entire <clears throat> his entire list down to one a point left on the entire list, um, and I think maybe Braylon had two left over somehow. Um, and at the end, like for the win, I've got a I've got a kill wedge. I Vader range one, four dice, two crits on the end. And he manages no, – no, no, Braylon was on two, and I think Cassian – nope, it was Wedge – no, uh, Biggs, sorry. Biggs had two or one left, something like that. Either way, whatever way it was, I was kind of seeing like red at this point because he's got to roll two Natty Evades on Wedge to for him to not die, mm-hmm. and he does that. Yeah. And it just damage shared over to the other guys just enough. Mm-hmm. And that's how that's how time expires, Ugh. and I lose uh, like a really narrow game again. And I'm like, okay, so that's that's the end. So at this point, pretty pretty salty about it, right? Kind of like I wouldn't say I was mega salty, but it doesn't feel good to get knocked out of system open, um, especially because I have kind of a history of doing pretty well there. So I was like, oh, okay. 
So I kind of didn't want to play round four um, for various reasons. Uh, but then I ran into uh, Dennis Daniels, and I got to say, this guy like changed my entire outlook on the day. Uh-huh. Uh, really nice guy from Mississippi, had the full Mississippi draw, super nice guy. Um, I walk up and I'm like, all right, I'm just, I'm just gonna, I like, cause by the time that game was over, my round three, cause you know we went probably five minutes past time uh, in the last round. Uh, I was gonna drop, and then the pairings hit, cause the minute I put the scores in, like I look at Ian, and he like nods his head and goes cool, and then boop, round four pairings. I'm like, oh shit. So instead of repair the entire system open, uh, which I mean I almost did just out of you know the, the lulls of it all, uh, I went and. Went ahead and went and played uh, Dennis. And honestly, he had an awesome attitude. Like, we just were laughing. And he's like, come on, man, play the game. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> all right, man. I was like, I'm, I'm just going to concede. He's like, don't do that. I'm like, come on. And, like, we, I wound up having a really good time. We, we yeah. played the game. Um, flying, I was flying Vader like an asshole. It was great. <laughs> um, and, then, and, then, and then at one point, like, we were just having a good time. And he, he pulled this, like, amazing shot. It was just like range three obstructed or something on Vader and he like shipped like like the nut. It was just like so many like like hits and crits on the Nats and I uh I blanked out and he killed Vader. <laughs> and it was just so funny. We were laughing. I shook his hand. I'm like, yeah, it's yours, buddy. I was like, enjoy the tickets. And yeah. uh yeah. And then I and I was like, all right, cool, I'm dropping. Um and that that that's how that's how my day ended. Uh it was it was interesting. I think the 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 initial thing was like, you know, as far as like the matchup went was like the 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 two big problem areas I had I actually like my the matchup with that list into four phantoms, mm-hmm. um and especially when one doesn't have crack shot uh yeah. that's fine because we're not worried about initiative like no one's like I'm threes he, you know he he or she is fours it's it's not a problem, uh but the um so I so I got that matchup which I knew I would but it just turned out that like sometimes the matchups you see early really they obviously really matter every time but like when they're really like kind of things you haven't prepped against like i've prepped a lot against four ship rebel yeah but um the the pure damage mitigation that that particular squad can do is crazy and then it turns out that first round rack right with the minister tua and all that stuff like that can just absorb so much damage as well that that's really kind of the name of the game if you're flying a high output list but there are things that can hard tank and i mean just tank beyond reason yeah. Uh, then you you just can't win the game without some kind of like huge like lucky break right something that happened like kill the ship that wasn't supposed to die kind of thing uh, and unfortunately it just it just never kind of happened everything just kind of rolled average and then it was uh, and then it was over so yeah so that was that was my ultra salty day at uh, at, at System Open I, playing playing Dennis the last round made me feel a lot better. Uh, and I gotta say, he was an awesome opponent. And uh, yeah, yeah, that was that was my day. So I uh, I dropped and uh, I ate and drank, and it go. was fantastic. That's, so that was me. That's the way to do it. You yeah, didn't, uh, and you didn't play in the hyperspace qualifier either, right? No. Uh, the funny story about that. So so I get in line uh, to register for hyperspace, and I was talking to our buddy Marcos, and I and, I, and he he was he would not stop talking about the spot gloss Captain Jonas card. Okay. Like he was just all over it. Like the yeah. whole weekend. Like when he got it, he was like, "She got that spotty gloss," and I'm like, "Oh, that's hot." You know, <laughs> we were going back and forth. Like, and uh, I'm standing in line. He's kind of standing next to me, and he and, and, and he's I'm like, I'm like, "How many tickets does uh, spotty gloss Jonas cost?" And he's like, eight. And I looked at my train. I had eight tickets, and I was like, 
<laughs> yeah, I'm not playing hyperspace. Uh, <laughs> I just went and bought a spot closet Jonas and walked away because something. It was just weird. It was just weird. It was a case where like just something didn't necessarily feel right about it. Like the the hyperspace list I brought was um, uh, the same thing I played in Orlando was um, which is very similar to what you were doing. It was just uh, the uh, the Vader Suntir Vermeil. Yeah. Um and um and yeah like like I just kind of looked at it and for whatever reason I was like ah do I feel like playing that today no okay well. That's cool. So I just went and bought uh, Spot Gloss Jonas and then uh, hung out and watched a lot of games. I had a really good time, actually. So that, w- that was me. Cool. So uh, next up, uh, Carlos, how was your day, man? Uh, well, <clears throat> I, uh, so first of all, the list I took, uh, you know, something that you and I, you know, talked about throughout a lot, which was um, uh, Vader with uh, Collision Detector Afterburners. Um, fell uh with predator uh last minute change i made was uh adding a shield upgrade on him because uh, he just uh, my practice games just seemed to pop very very easily um obviously as soon tier does that's what he does when you of. when you don't when you don't fly him well yeah. um and then <laughs> uh the third ship was Kagi. um so i decided to go with him instead of reveal uh for a little bit extra tankiness with the reinforce um and then also went with the Dead Troopers crew. Um, now, you know, so um, the first round I went up against Stephen Ford, and like I mentioned earlier uh, from the Birmingham Barons podcast, uh, obviously a good player. Um, so I, I just, I, it was a game of, you know, millimeters, uh, obviously, as it usually is. You know, in, in general, when you're looking down at a table, and I mean, how long is a range ruler? Do we do we know exactly uh, what, what's the length of a range ruler? All three. Yeah, um, it's uh, three hundred millimeters. It's one hundred millimeters, millimeters per range. Yeah, got it. So you think about a range ruler, right? And you're looking down at the board, and you see Vader, and you see the Phantom that you want to shoot at, and you go, "That's about three hundred millimeters, right?" And mm-hmm. then you go to measure, but it's actually three hundred and five millimeters. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, when when you measured that in your head, I I, I feel like I actually am pretty precise <laughs> at measuring and knowing what three hundred millimeters looks like. Yeah. Except that I was off by five. Yeah. Um, and that's basically what happened in the first game. I was off by that much when I measured with Vader on the lock, and I was like, oh my goodness. So Vader has no shot. And then I go, well, no problem. Well, soon tears in range, and I'm going to go ahead and go measure for that um, bullseye arc, and also out by five millimeters um so it was just you know that the whole first engagement uh it was just Kagi against the entire phantom uh, quad phantoms yeah um which it didn't turn out as bad as it could have um i was actually able to trade Kagi for one of the phantoms so it was three phantoms against uh, both aces um but had I engaged a little bit better in that first engagement, maybe I could have killed one of those phantoms a little bit earlier and started on the second one. And that's really the problem that stuck uh, throughout that match after that is that Kagi died so early that, you know, all those phantoms who started going, I think uh, Suntir was the next one gone. Uh, you know, basically they all just went for all in on Suntir. Um, and just the offense that Vader was trying to provide wasn't enough to push through uh, to try to kill another one. So I think if, if had I gotten a situation where maybe I could initiative kill another one the next turn and had a two-on-two matchup, 
you know, maybe I could make that work. But uh, in a sense, anyways, I lost the match. We had the big break, uh, which was good for me, I guess, because I called my nerves, got into the second game, and I won. I played against, uh, let me see here. Sorry, I marked the names down because it looks like they're down on the app now. Uh, Steve Tubbs uh, sounded like uh, he had just gotten started back up on 2.0. Uh-huh. Um, and he was flying a, a Fell Vader Whisperless. I had the initiative bid. Um, and obviously, as you can tell, you know, both your aces are flying after everything else. It could be a bad time. Um, so I took Whisper out early and um, then just started working on the other aces. Uh, so that one went by pretty quick. Uh, so feeling pretty good one-on-one. And then I went up against Connor Hill the next turn. Now, funny story. Connor Hill is from the Space Coast, right? So... I see this guy at least, what, once a week, uh, Chris, at uh, league night? Like, he's usually there every week. Um, yeah, when you decide to show up. Yeah, when I decide to show up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, we had never played before. Um, it's funny because, I mean, he's been playing pretty consistently since 2.0. So, uh, funny that we had to go all the way to Atlanta to play our first game together. Um, so he was flying Rebel Beef. Uh, I made the mistake, and and it's just sort of the same thing that happened with against uh, uh, Steve. Well, not necessarily what happened against Steve, but specifically, you know, we we practiced the quad phantom matchup. We pra- and I practiced the Rebel Beef matchup, and I knew how to win, right? But you you kind of want to give yourself in this tournament. You give yourself a mulligan, obviously, because you can go find one and still make it. Yeah. Well. I put myself in a position where I needed two mulligans. I, I did the wrong thing against the quad phantom matchup, which basically was just based on range control. I did the wrong thing against Connor, flying world beef, which I didn't prioritize wedge. Um, so I decided to go after Braylon first because that just was what was offered to me in the beginning. Um, and then just wedge punished me. Uh, obviously, losing a green dice uh, was terrible. I yeah. lost foul very, very quickly uh, because of that. Just snowballed, but um, I go one and two, and then basically I spend the rest of the day in salt mines. It wasn't too bad though. I had a couple of opponents hand me like a couple of beers, uh, which was nice. <laughs> so yeah. there were people, hey, Ryan. There were people in the salt mines smuggling beers, so you maybe oh. you <laughs> get uh, you stuck know, around it too. <laughs> see, and that, and that and that's just a further a further compounding of my errors, of course. When I hop out of the salt mines is when, you know, the, the younglings show Things up. Things start so. getting fun. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that was pretty cool. Like, people were just passing around beers and, you know, some good laughs were had. Uh, I played uh, Nick White in, like, uh, round five. He was flying Hatchaman. And we're, you know, we're both pretty competitive players. So for for us playing a game just for chits and giggles, um, you know, with no pressure, it, it felt good. Like, it was competitive. It was close. And then... Um, you know, it's just fun to uh, to be able to play. You know, meaningless X wing, uh, but still have it be sort of meaningful. You know, both players are still, you know, into it. Um, and then uh, final match. You know, that was when the darkness has set in, right? And my final yeah. opponent comes up, and he's just like, "Yeah, I'm really tired, and you know, I'd like to go back to my room." And uh, I think he was actually going to the after party as well. So he uh, he comes up, he rolls up with quad phantoms, of course, and I'm just sitting there going, "Like, you know what? I learned my mistakes from earlier. I can win this." Uh, but he's just like, "Do you want to just final salvo?" And I was just like, 12 dice versus eight," and I'm like, 
No, not really. <laughs> yeah, like, I, to be completely honest with you, I'd rather play the match. And he just sat there and he was just like, uh, you know, and, and then, you know, he gave me the whole spiel of like, you know, what his plans were you know, for the night. And I was like, you know what? That's fine. And like he even offered, he was just like, I'll just roll eight dice. And I was just like, dude, trust me, you're going to win it anyways. I rolled two out of eight hits, so uh, it wasn't going to happen. Um, so he final salvo, uh, yeah, final salvo last round. I went two and four. Um, and I was considering very much to only drink six drinks, um, at the after party, uh, because I only actually lost three games, but, um, I decided to honor my, um, my bet and I ended up drinking nine instead, uh, which kind of affected my uh, day two, which I went to the hyperspace qualifier. I was feeling good though. I was, I mean, I was. So I was a little hungover, but you know what I mean? Nothing nothing that I've never uh, had to deal with before. And uh played my first match. I, I was I wanted to take the uh, double uh, Gold Squadron Trooper, Mace Windu, and um, Anakin uh, to the trial. Just because it's a good list to, uh, to win on time because of the regen and all that stuff. You just need to kill enough points uh, and let them try to deal with the troopers uh, long enough for where you can just kind of win out on points. Uh, decided to make a calculated risk. I, I keep calling it that, but I think my friend Kendrick uh, put it perfectly. He's like, did you actually just say that because of the way it turned out or was it actually a good risk? Uh, looking back at it, I'm pretty sure it was a good a good call. I blocked Mace Windu. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, the opponent was flying. Uh, Vader fell and... Vermeil actually, uh, which was actually really good because you know obviously uh, Steven and I uh, we were practicing and, and practicing with that list and against it, um, so I kind of knew how to approach it. I killed Vermeil very early, um, and I decided I had a full health Anakin, and I had uh, Mace Windu uh, with some damage on him, uh, but not too bad. Like basically, if I regen twice, I was back to full health. So at that stage, I truly overall, I'd only lost 25 points. I lost a gold trooper. So I was up ahead on points and I wanted to capitalize on getting half on one of the aces. Uh, he had a loaded up suit tier too. I mean, he had predator shield upgrade and a stealth device. Uh, so I was like, well, that's looking pretty good. Um, if, especially if I get a good, uh, a good engagement. So I got it by blocking both Vader and fell with Mace Windu. Uh, so I thought that was great. And I roll up with Anakin to do a range one shot at Soontir. <clears throat> and I really just wanted to make sure I did two damage to get the half points. But at the very least, knock out that stealth device. And it was a good position to K-turn behind him the next turn. Um, and then just continue to just pummel him. And full health Anakin. Uh, four die shot at Soontir. And he ended up getting the focus anyways, because obviously as... You bump Soontir, he gets his bullseye anyways. Um, and he uses his focus for defense. I do only one damage. Not a problem. You know what I mean? At least I knock out the stealth device, right? And he has Vader unlocked, uh, unlocked on uh, Anakin. Uh, and then he has uh, basically Soontir with just the soft Predator mod. And he rolled six out of seven hits. And then that last one was a focus. And he had a force token with uh, Vader to finish it off. So uh, he rolled seven damage, and I rolled one of eight total out of my four dice, uh, which yeah. meant a dead Anakin uh, immediately. Which, had I just escaped with one hole, and this is like, 
this is practice from when I used to fly corn. I used to do this all the time where I just go, whatever, take your licks, run away, regen, and then come back. And had I literally just gotten away with one hole, I would have won the game. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, ma I made the risky call and um, it didn't work out too well. So it is what it is. I dropped after that. I mean, I, I, I was a little tired, obviously, <laughs> after the long night uh, the day <laughs> yeah. before and a long day. Um, and uh, just I got to rest and, and, you know, prep for the drive way back home. So um it worked out in the end uh but i had fun uh, i had a really good good time like i said earlier just uh, it's great to have been there just uh to collect all that prize support uh for the buenos aires open um so um it felt good the, com the, the community uh was really um just very friendly uh you know for a system open i thought like i don't really know what kind of territory i'm going into here um this is the first one i've been to but uh, it was just very nice meeting everybody so have fun. All right. Uh, Brad, you're next. All right. So day one, I uh, uh, womp womp. I don't make the cut, uh, but I uh, make it all the way to round five before I get knocked out by uh, this uh, my horrible round five appointment, uh, Travis the Johnson. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, I play him round five. He's uh he's playing. So my list, I'm running the same thing I was running during hyperspace. I'm running uh, uh two gold squadron torrents, um, uh, wolf with a hull upgrade in the arc, and a very fat Anakin. Yeah. Uh, ninety one points with the action droid and seven B and stealth device. As a Thick Anakin. Uh, yeah, so I... Uh, Gold so one Anakin. <laughs> yeah, I came up with the term that uh, he's... Uh, I went with 7B in stealth device because he likes to have his cake and eat it too. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, so my PSA for my, like, my experience all weekend, uh, my PSA to the X-Wing community is... Uh, 2.0, like, people have not adjusted, really, to knowing your opponent's points, where their yes. points are at, yeah, and how to get them. Yep. Because so many of my wins were just playing on, oh, you, you've killed, you feel like you've killed my whole list because you've killed three out of my four ships. Yeah. Yeah, you have 100 points. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, so X-Wing people, like pay attention to your opponent's lists. Um, yeah, the so, points are important. That was just kind of the same thing with me too. Cause I was, uh, you know, Vader was the same way for me. I had, a, I had a, uh, an 80 point Vader, but with the bid I had, he ended up being roughly 90 points. Right. And if you didn't, uh, you know, people didn't think about that really. So towards the end, it was like. Yeah, you might have two ships left, but Vader's still worth more. <laughs> right, exactly. So, like, all this Rebel Beef, like, I had so much practice against Rebel Beef, and I basically knew the breakdown of that, like, okay, I just get half, I just send all of my, my ships that I don't care about losing in to get half points on as many of your ships as I can. Anakin gets half points on the last one, and then you just can't kill Anakin, and I win. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, so that was most of my Rebel Beef uh, experience, which I on day one I actually only played once, which was uh, uh, Justin Battenberg, like uh, Ryan was talking about, and that's essentially exactly what happened. I got a little bit more because at the end, like in the last round, I got more points, and he couldn't get half on Anakin. So, so you avenged me, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, so that was that was my round four, and so I'm feeling pretty good. I'd lost one. I lost uh, my round two to uh, um, uh, triple uh, with a uh, uh, lost to Dre and three locks, which honestly I just never practiced against. <laughs> so it's that a was list. that was my bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so I definitely face check that round two, um, and then, uh, make it to round five where I, uh, play Travis Johnson flying, uh, a Palp Omicron shuttle with Rexler Brath with Juke and Whisper with Juke. Yeah. That's the list. <laughs> and my, my scrubs that I kind of rely on kind of knocking things down a bit yeah. don't really knock things down when one of the when they're a defender and a freaking phantom so yeah it was just uh it was too much for anakin to carry on his own yeah uh so i lose that and then wound up uh wind up dropping because it's like 10 o'clock at night already basically and not quite but it's pretty late already mm-hmm um, so drop for that. Don't play round six. Uh, then, uh, come back the next day for uh, hyperspace. And it was funny the night before, like Ryan and I are at our, at our Airbnb with this, uh, with Jeremy or another of our Tampa guys. And the lesson that, uh, that Jeremy is just trying to instill on all, on both of us is, like we came out here to play X-wing for day for two days. Like play X-wing for two days. Like that went in one ear and out the other for Ryan. But like the next morning, I'm still I'm still hearing that lesson. Like yeah. okay, no, I know we're all tired, but hyperspace we we could somebody could actually win a, a world's invite. Like but but Brad 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 really fast goes <laughs> in. Cap- Captain Jonas spot gloss was only eight <laughs> tickets okay like that's i feel like you're i feel like you're really you're kind of just passing over that that big fact right there okay <laughs> my bad <laughs> hey hey we but by the way we we had a good long ride home where where i was showing the error of my ways on that so just saying, <laughs> I, we sat on the x-wing we accept we, we we set up the x-wing therapy couch yes and it was a whole thing <laughs> it was so we're good. Yeah. So I I now know the lesson, but Captain Jonas, I mean, he was only eight tickets. Uh, that's yeah. It's important to know. What else could you need? So right. Not much. <laughs> All right. I'm sure that I'm sure that world's invite isn't spot gloss. Um. I I mean, show me the curve, man. <laughs> but so. Um, Next day in hyperspace, I wind up running the same list because, honestly, it's the only th- it's the only list I've run since Republic came out. Um, yeah. So, it's I'm a, running it's that. A, it's a monster hyperspace list. Like it's really yeah, good it's, in hyperspace. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
So I do, I'm actually uh, in this uh, hyperspace, I'm actually doing pretty legit. I make it all the way, uh, all the way to the end, uh, make it five and oh, and uh, then have, uh, have just a heartbreaker at the end. Yeah. Um, I actually, my round six was like, I was, I was kind of living in it. So it was less, less of a, a spectacle to me. But all I'm getting from uh, my other Tampa guys is just like the the epicness of watching that game because uh-huh. it goes to it goes to like five ten minutes past time. Yeah, yeah the the absolute end, like and and really is I am winning by two points until oh. the very last die roll. Ouch. Yeah, um, which was. Which kind of, which is one of the biggest points to instigate my PSA because I can, I feel very confident that my opponent did not know that. They, I believe my opponent felt like he was winning. Yeah. Until that point, um, because I mean I've got I've got people telling me that like, so there was, I'm not gonna say anybody was slow playing necessarily, but. There was a lot of dial time in uh-huh. that, and we were in some tight situations. So I totally get it, and I'm, I'm fairly, I'm fairly meticulous with my dial time as well. So like, I, I can understand some dial time taking some time, but like, I'm, I've got my dials. I know that I'm up, and it, he's taking its time. So I'm literally still holding my already set dials in my hand. Yeah just waiting for him to play stuff down yeah like look if you want to take some time we can take some time <laughs> well and that, that's one thing we talked about with when going back to your psa about the about the knowing the points like using like launch bay or or, or doing something like that because like you it, out of 200 points if you're not like right on with your mental math you get close you know two points is 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 a is you know such a small yeah. amount well of points well within the margin of error yeah oh no it, it's like like head math like no nah, no i fudge it yeah i'm, I'm i think i'm good like yeah. you, you can't calculate <laughs> down to two points unless you know the exact damn numbers like and that and that that shows you the difference in like you know, you and your opponent's like attitude toward the end of the game uh, right. And that's where you set yourself up to win. You know what I mean? Was all that? You know what I mean? And that, that's a that's a huge lesson. Yeah. So the my my other wonderful event of uh, day two was I got my redemption against the Johnson, and <laughs> I beat him round four of hyperspace. Oh yeah, I did see that. I got paired up against him round four, and I come right over, and I'm like, really. We gonna do this? Are you gonna knock me out of this event too now? And he said, <laughs> "I mean, I don't know." I said, "Well, I'm sure you're gonna try, but <laughs> uh, I wound up, I wound up eking that one out by uh, uh, seven points because he's running almost the same thing, just mace instead of wolf, and a slightly less the classic what uh what Carlos the list yeah. Carlos was talking about, yeah." yeah. Uh, just less of a point sink into Anakin, and that wound up working in my favor in this matchup. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was my uh, that was my that was my system open experience. Was uh, I uh, I made it all the way to the end of hyperspace and uh, show got to show just as much for it as I could have left at noon. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, 
we'll we'll get into that that pain with me <laughs> right <laughs> um all right chris uh how did uh how was your system open experience <laughs> I had a very pleasant system of an experience. <laughs> Everybody was, you know, really nice. Um, just a couple of minor things here and there, but for the most part, I walked into that day going, if I make three and three, I'll be happy because this is a major tournament and I am not a major like competitor most of the time. Um, so I just sat down on every game and just played. Took, took, took a little bit of extra time because the running running dreadlocks like it is doing the um, Dre with the whole upgrade and their dorsal turret to just double her arc capacity um, doesn't require a whole lot of super positioning but when you have I, I faced a handbrake on first round flown by Andrew Cox um, and I cleared out one section of the board of rocks and then uh, set up my arcs or my uh, my locks on the on the opposite side um, and he f was flying uh, Lando and Han, and it was uh, R2-D2 crew, um, a trick shot, Kanan, inertial dampeners, and that is, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, that was facing uh, the, along his board edge, but in the direction that the open space was. So after a couple of rounds of movement, I'm kind of hurting the falcons into that space because that's something surprising no one what agility ships don't want to face double taps at range two or one yeah from those locks because that's going to do damage no matter you know whether you're near a rock or not so i managed to actually herd both lando and han out of that out of any reroll areas um and han spent a couple of rounds in the corner without rerolls so he actually regened um, a shield with R2, rolled a hit, couldn't re-roll it, and it rolled up into a console fire that did a damage to him. Um, and he had a crit previous, I think it's a damage sensor array where you can't take actions um, except the focus or actions on damage cards. Mm -hmm. So he maneuvered into range one of one of my locks and couldn't boost out. So and then he had like four hull left, so that was the end of Han. And there's another couple of rounds before um, we called it. Uh, my round two opponent, like I said, was Joel Keller. Uh, he was flying Hatchet Man. Um, threw really bad dice on him. I uh, threw a couple of key blocks and uh, the first crit to land on two. Uh, Vendor's hull was a damage engine, so getting like getting around quickly to start over again with uh after the first pass into my squad vendor couldn't really make at that moment yeah so i just turned in blocked vader and vader got into range two and range one of a couple of my ships and he did not like that so yeah. um that game ended fairly quickly had a little bit of time um but uh my round three opponent was scott killingsworth uh he was running uh, Poe and three A-Wings. Really nice guy. That was a really, really close game. Uh, I described that game as herding cats because every single time I would get near an A-Wing, it's like, I'm going to barrel roll and boost. And then yeah. I'm going to roll well. <laughs> yep. So it was just death by a thousand cuts. Um, but I managed to get damage on a Poe early, and he ran away after the first round of shooting without doing a whole lot. Um, he did a four straight over a rock with two hull left because uh, he had stunned pilot. 
So it was either avoid the rock or hit the rock. He chose to hit the rock. It took a damage anyway. Um, at the end, it was I had one lock kind of keeping him honest. And he boosted into the corner and I killed him there. Um, but after that, it was me going, I have to chase down A-Wings with a Y-Wing and locks. This yeah. is going to be fun. <laughs> but I ended up winning that one. That one was uh, really, really, uh, like, a lot closer. That was 123 to 151. Um, um, I had my fourth round, Timothy uh, Sicardi. Uh, he was flying an interesting list um, in Toronto. That's another Florida man. He's a, he's a former Florida man, right? Or former Florida, yeah. 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 yeah, he he's in uh, yeah he's in Virginia now. Um, he actually played in one of our store tournaments. I lost one of the, my games to him, knocking um, uh, me out of the cut there. Um, but he was flying old Terok with crack shot, um, Tarani Kolda with R three astromech cluster missiles and shield upgrade, and then a loaded up Palob with the pregame at Boldy Crow shield upgrade, stealth device, and proton bombs. So. That was interesting, mm-hmm. um, but I managed to get again just some good damage initially on Tarani, and all he did was run for the rest of the game, and uh, he maneuvered Palop into a bad situation, and he died on in with a couple of pot shots in the next round of shooting, and old Tarok managed to do a whole bunch of damage to Drea, but it was a good one. Uh, again, everybody was really nice so far. Um, I played David Kelly next. He was he was running um, an interesting list, and he was actually um, with uh, w- with him on this one uh, at at this tournament. So after the after the game, <laughs> Tim comes over. So David, did you avenge me? He said no. <laughs> um, uh, but it was Riot with Juke, Echo with Juke, and Fifth Brother, and then Psy. Managed to do, uh, get a uh, boost 5k from Raya that I didn't see coming, which was really nice. It was a good call on his part. But then I blocked Raya in, in front of two of my ships the next round and did six damage. So that was completely um, unhappy on, on his end. And then yeah. uh, I kind of took turns uh, just facing the ships where they needed to be. So I, I would take a couple of shots at Echo, get him pointed towards Echo, and then Talon roll back at Psy just to kind of keep them guessing where I'm going to be. And you know, in the end, was able to get um, half on Echo, I think. And I killed Psy and, of course, Riot. Um... Sixth round, it was it was a. Uh, I actually played Jason Corley. He was in the top four, um, but he was running um, uh, uh, the ace heavy imperialist. Yeah, he had uh, Whisper. Yeah, Suntir Whisper and Vermeil, or not Vermeil, uh, Vader. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and that was uh, I. I had. <sighs> I was so upset about this. I actually had dialed in uh, a three talent roll. Uh, after he had locked Drea the round before, and he had just done a five straight and was on the side of my unit, so I was I was three talent rolling with one of um, one of my locks to get a range one shot at Vader uh, with a Drea reroll and a range one shot from Drea. 
as well. And, you know, with, with her with the focus, no, she didn't have a focus because I bumped intentionally. Um, but the talent role was like the nubs stopped the talent role. Because oh. that would have been a fantastic call. Yeah. I mean, I, I think one thing about this, this tournament that really helped me was my table vision was really good. I was able to, you know, kind of see things and, you know, make the correct calls. But a lot of 50-50s with this. And then going, I, I had to play in for day two. And I uh, flew, uh, flew Joel Keller again. And that was just, he had really bad dice. Uh, he flew really well. We both, you know, both did a really good job. But his dice really hated him. Yeah. Like, he, he managed to not get any damage on Vader. Where I almost killed Vader in the first game, um, in one round of shooting, um, and but it just he he threw two proton torpedoes that were almost complete blanks, and with the title you couldn't have rerolled all of them. Um, and then I flew against um, Joel Killingsworth, and he decided to do uh, the Phantom just joust the locks. I'll probably just get the game over quickly and have some time to watch the other games. Yeah. Um, the first round, it was a range one to two engagement. And of course, I lost one lock. Um, and I was able to actually finish off uh, one of the Phantoms. And again, I had <laughs> this, th this one was much less close. Um, but I dialed in three talent rolls trying to cross the locks. Uh, but I misjudged where one of the D cloaks was going to end. So I ended up bumping into my own ships and not having another shot on top of um, on, on top of having Drea and the second lock uh, prevented me from killing another Phantom. So by the end of that, I had one facing the wrong way and it was out of, it was down in one hole and I had to reposition the other one mm -hmm. because he was kind of in the way, but I managed to kind of self bump get him over, clear his stress, make sure that he had to actually chase the one rather than just giving him free shots. But all in all, uh, Joel was really, really nice. He's a good guy to play against, and I really, really don't have any complaints. It was my first system open, so I don't know if there was anything else I could have done except, you know, just better results a little bit better planning a little bit better vision yeah but oh no really happy like i said i beat my expectation with a stick so yeah all in all good day and got then, then i got to the huh? aquarium <laughs> <laughs> yeah you got, got those templates and you gotta go, go go wash some fish right yeah exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like you want you, you want the you want the two buys i'm like no no i'm done <laughs> yeah <laughs> my brain is gone i've not flown this much x-wing in a long time i i have a big question chris though hmm. did you wind up picking up spot gloss jonas or i did never fly jonas um actually i picked up spot gloss gurry oh i got that one in phoenix that that card's hot yeah oh yeah that's I a hot one is. yeah i, I actually I, Oh, yeah, I, I actually bought um, – like, I, I didn't even know that the tickets were there, so I just ended up picking up some stuff for people here. So I'm like, these are nice. Extras. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I guess we will get into my day now. So um, so I ended up uh, – I mean, I ended up 5-1 and one in, in Swiss on the, in the system open itself. Um, so I made the cut. I was, I was undefeated – going into the last round so we just ended up doing um 
you know, final salvo. Um, we were both undefeated and pretty secure in our spots. So, um, and I don't think either one of us were particularly interested in flying the matchup. It was a, it was another, it was a quad phantom list against my, you know, Vader, Sunter, Vermeil list. So, um, so we decided to, you know, pretty happily take the, <laughs> take the final salvo and, and can kind of continue with our day. But anyways, we started, uh, started, like I said, I think I said earlier, I started the day off against, uh, Stephanie Linear. It was her, you know, first ever, uh, tournament and, um, you know, she was really nice and her husband was like a few tables down from us. I think we were like, we were like talking back and forth with each other. So it was, it, it was a good time, but she was, um, she was playing, uh, Braylon, uh, 10 numb and Nora Wexley kind of all tricked out like lay on Nora and that kind of stuff. But, um, but yeah, that, that, that game, you know, I, I was able to get around with only the three ships as opposed to the four ship build. Um, you know, my list was able to kind of just outmaneuver and, and flank and, and get the shots and, and kind of just go through it like that. But, um, second round I played, uh, Eric Smith and, um, he was playing a hatchet man list. Um, so it was, and this one kind of went, I hadn't actually practiced against a hatchet man, but I kind of thought through it a little bit. And it basically, when I went as I expected, Vendor was pretty scared of Vermeil between the Death Troopers and Vermeil's jam ability. Um, it it made Vendor kind of took a run for it and was most out of the fight on most of the game. Um, he did get one proton torpedo shot off, but I think he only but it was like it wasn't a very good shot. I think it was like through a rock or something, and it only ended up doing like one you know like one damage or something. So. Um, it basically I took, was able to kind of take out his Vader and then, um, and I think I put some damage. Oh yeah, that was right. The, uh, Vermeil and the death troopers were kind of all up on Keggy, not Keggy. Um, uh, uh, the other, uh, the other, whatever the other droid, uh, uh, shuttle there is the one that, um, lets them take the extra target locks and Jenden. yeah, Jendon. And, um, so he, he kind of got stuck there with with uh, with um, Vermeil, and uh, he did like a hard two at one point because he was up near the board edge. So he does the hard two and gets stressed, and then I think he was stressed the rest of the game. Like he just <laughs> like Jonas, like Vermeil was just there with him, just like causing stress basically, <laughs> or keeping that stress on him for 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 basically the rest of the game. Um, so you know, kind of pulled that one out, and then um. Next match after that was uh, Jared Kaczynski, who was uh, from you know from the Orlando area. He was playing a Handbrake Han variant. Um, I think this was pretty similar to the, like the Nathan ID version. Um, and in that game, I think uh, I got like a block on Han early that kind of put him off kilter, kind of for the, for the rest of the game. And that 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 was kind of the story of the game. Like once he was off track he got stuck in between he was trying to get from one rock hop from one rock to the next basically to keep his ability active and he got stuck in between them and couldn't get uh so his ability was gone for a turn basically and then and then he kind of had a hard time recovering from there um but uh that was you know and and this this was kind of the story of the day in general like vermeil with those death troopers and his jam action um was kind of like this like roaming bubble that people didn't really want to get near 
Uh, so, so like they knew that if Vermeil got too close, it was like, okay, you're either going to lose whatever action you just took or are or, or going to take, or you're not going to be able to clear that stress token and not take an action that way either. So it was kind of a, a double whammy of, of, um, the, the way he worked is it, just creating that kind of bubble of, uh, of sphere of influence that nobody really wanted to go too close to. Um, and he did, he did usually end up dying pretty, or he was always the first one to die it's mainly because I kind of always put him out there as, as, as the person to shoot at, um, which was kind of fine by me. Like if usually if I got like two or three turns of, um, him getting to shoot and do some damage with his ability and causing some chaos, it, I was pretty happy. And then I could let, uh, Vader and Sunjur kind of clean up, uh, from there. So that was gen just generally how the games went, but, um, then in the fourth round, I played uh, Justin Mazwat. I hope, hope I'm getting that right. Um, he's from, uh, he was the one from Denver. So he was the one who gave me that, uh, that crit token. Uh, but he was playing a Rebel Beef variant, but it was a five ship instead of the four ship. So it was Wedge, uh, Heftober on the U-Wing with uh, Intimidation, Tactical Officer, Leia, and Pivot Wing. Um, Wedge also had swarm tactics. Um, then a Z90, just a, a, a naked Z95 bandit, um, Lieutenant Blount with a crack shot and Arvel Krenid with intimidation and predator. So he was kind of, um, doubling down on the whole, you know, intimidation, like pumping things and, and taking away defense dice and then hammering them with wedge. Is that I think like was, a, a rebel? Rebel beef salad or what? What is that? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what you would call it exactly, but it was it was one of the you know pretty much anything. It's like four to four, five or six ship rebel kind of generally fall like falls. Like a taco it. salad. Yeah. Like a beef <laughs> taco salad. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, um, but it was it was yeah it was a lot to deal with beef. and like it, it's always now I want to go get Taco Bell. Jeez, guys. Yeah. Right on. now I'm gonna go run for the border tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, anytime, you know, with my list, I only got three ships. So the more arcs that are out there that I have to deal with, um, the more worrisome that is for me. So like, I generally don't care about like what kind of firepower you have or tricks you have and that kind of stuff. I care more about arc count than I do about, uh, about all that, about all that other stuff generally. So you know, five ships starts to kind of get into that zone where it's like, that's just a lot of arcs to try and dodge. And you just never know with dice. It's like how, how things are going to end up. And, and even a shot from a, you know, stupid Z95, a naked Z95, like, like I think the first shot that did damage in that game was that stupid Z95. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it always will be. Yeah. It always it's is. classic. Yeah. It's just, that's just the classic. It's just the, the Z95 either, either is like the only one doing damage or like finishes the game somehow. So, Oh yeah, no. In hyperspace, I had a, uh, I had one of my torrents clean up a Kylo Ren. So, yeah. uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, needless to say that that Z95 didn't take any damage the entire game. I think that was the only ship that didn't take any damage, but <laughs> I mean, it, it ended up, it ended up being a close one. I got rid of, I got, a, I took out wedge, I think first, and then was able to get i kind of it was one of those things where i kind of had like half points on like a number of things and then um it was fairly close points wise until like the like the like the last round i had um vader and sooner i think both left 
And I think Sutra was on half points and Vader was probably still full. And um, I took out, um, I think I, I basically just like accidentally, like just got lucky and one shot it. Um, I think it was Arvel. It was just like, like it was like one of those hit hit crit moments and he blanked out and, and took the direct hit. And, you know, just he just kind of poofed off the table, all, you know, all of a sudden. So uh, I ended up winning that game by more points than I expected to. And because uh, I knew it was going to be close. And it was one of those that was one of those weird math matchups where because it was such a strange mixture of ships, I really had no clue where the math was at in that game. Um, it's not like as easy to keep track of as something like Quad Phantoms or even the standard Rebel Beef lists that people are used to. So it's um, from a math, like trying to math it out in my head standpoint was difficult because I didn't know like the base math off the top of my head. But regardless, I ended up winning by a little bit more than I expected just because um, I think or I think it was Arvel that just like popped all of a sudden. Uh, so then round five uh, was against Josh Holt, who was flying a quad phantom list. So, you know, this was the one that I had kind of prepared for the most. I think, um, you know, I know Carlos and I played a number of Vassal games kind of where I would fly quad phantoms or he would fly quad phantoms and that kind of stuff. Just trying to understand the list as best we could and, and figure out what, um, what we needed to do to kind of go against it. Now, unlock think, all its secrets. Right, yeah. Right. Unlock the secrets a little bit. So the, um, the one thing I discovered, and, and this isn't just part of it is specific to my list, but I think part of it is also specific to the quad phantom matchup in general. And there's a lot to take from it. So, the number one thing is, is and this is really, in, in, a, in a lot of ways, probably more more of a turn zero matchup than most other ones that I've that I've ever kind of really dealt with before. Um, the rock placement against uh, or obstacle placement against quad phantoms can be huge. Um, they have just because of the way the decloak works and where they want to try to position themselves. The rocks can cause a lot of issues for them and as far as where they can go on those opening turns and when they're trying to, you know, crab walk their way and, and kind of stay um, out of people's, you know, stay back and like make you come to them. So, I've, uh, you know, I think and this, this kind of goes in general for most of the, you know, if you're playing against quad phantoms, uh, I think this is kind of just the way to go. So I ended up, I did end up beating Josh um, with his quad phantom list. So. Basically, I took uh, I took I, I took my rock setup was two of the gas clouds and like the, that L shaped really large kind of um, debris cloud. So I took the large debris cloud and um, the other thing too is I took initiative. So I took initiative because of Vermeil because Vermeil is against the phantoms. I want Vermeil to be a blocker, and um, I want Vermeil to get his jam action off. So I want him to move first so that he can see where he needs to be because those ailerons allow him to reposition so well that he can kind of get wherever he needs to be in order to get like, even if they decloak a different direction than I was expecting initially, I can ailerons the direction I need to go to get at them so that I can get in position to block and get in position to jam one of them, which is hugely important. Um, taking one of those evade tokens off of, off of one of the juke carriers uh is is huge because all of a sudden you know now only two of them have juke as an option in that first that really kind of opening engagement 
Uh, and then if you can get blocks off, then then a bunch of them don't have focus tokens. So I was able to I was able to block um, almost the entire squad with Vermeil, and uh, only one of them got an action. It was the uh, w um, the one with the crack shot got a focus action, but all the rest of them I think um, didn't have any actions. So and then so one of them was sitting there with no focus with no evade token, and um, you know and and it was it just it it just turned the whole list on its head basically and it's like okay you know you can't really stay in formation anymore because one of you is you know like by the end of that round only one of them recloaked between the shots that they took and and being jammed and all that kind of stuff so i i took that i guess going back to the rock setup the turn the turn zero stuff was you know i took that uh the debris cloud and put it in two and two in one corner and then he countered by putting one of uh, one of the obstacles at three and three in the other corner on his side of the board to prevent me from doing another two and two on that side. So then I took another obstacle and I put it um, range two um, of the of that edge. So where he put the three and three rock, I did one range one of that rock and range two of the board edge. So it created kind of a bottleneck coming down that edge of the board. Um, and then I put another one kind of in the, uh, you know, two in the middle um to kind of basically the idea was to create as small a lane as possible for those decloak actions on on that bottom end of the on his end of the board uh to make it as difficult as possible for him to like stay in one place so he and it, and it worked in the sense that like i know when he was setting up he was having a hard time figuring out how he wanted to set up because i had basically made his standard setup um much more difficult so he had to adjust what his normal setup had, that he'd been using all day was because um, because I had put those rocks in a place that made it made it not not an optimal setup. So <clears throat> so he ended up setting up over by the, the rock that I had placed two and two, and then coming down straight. Um, he did you know I think he did a two straight out of the gates, and then he did a uh, then he decloaked into you know another two straight down the board because he couldn't really go the he couldn't really go sideways that that big debris cloud was just in the way so when he did that decloak straight when he went straight on the first turn that told me that he was going to be decloaking forward on the next turn because he was too close to the board edge to decloak towards uh towards the the left edge of the board and the rock was in the way was going to would have blocked some of his decloaks going to the right so it, he really just had to go forward if you're going to keep his squad in any sort of formation. So I, I so I was able to dial in. I dialed in a three straight on Vermeil, and uh, did a you know did the boost to the aileron bank, um, and then three straight in, and landed uh you know just uh, really close to the front of his um, formation before it, it before it moved, and uh, you know did the jam action, stripped the stripped the evade token, bumped the whole formation. Uh, Sunter in the meantime was coming straight up like I set Sunter up almost like he was jousting like on his side of the board but all the way up against the edge because I could tell from his setup he couldn't decloak that direction so and he wasn't very likely to uh, turn that direction because it was turning towards the board edge it would have put him in way out of position against Vader and Vermeil so I put Sunter way over there and just went just blazed past the squad basically and you know five straight five straight up the board and then was able to um, boost in and get a uh, range one uh, predator bullseye shot on the guy in the back. So the guy, so the guy in the back became my primary target at that point. 
and uh, Vader and uh, Sunter uh, took him out in two shots um, in, the, in, in the first turn, first round of firing um, with Vader. You know, Sunter had his range one shot and Vader had his range two shot. And then Vermeil knocked some more damage into another one of them, um, the one of the ones that wasn't blocked up on, on Vermeil. So, you know, altogether, yeah, I did a lot of damage in that first that first engagement. Uh, and then another one of, and then the other one that I put damage into with Vermeil went down on the next turn. So it was, you know, it was one of those kind of opening engagements that just everything worked out perfectly. And, you know, I got exactly the block I wanted, exactly the maneuvers I wanted, and my dice didn't fail me. So, <laughs> um, which is always, the, the, that's always the question. Like, you know, there's so many times where you For set sure. up something yeah. great like that, and then all of a sudden your dice just shit on you, and you're like, oh, cool. Um, but that I time, was part of the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, glad I put all this work in. Yeah, right. It's like I, I believe I, I believe they call that X-wing the miniatures game. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. So uh, surprisingly enough, my dice did not crap on me, and they actually helped me out. So, <laughs> um, so so that that whole engagement though just set up the rest of the game. So so once that open engagement was over, it was it was really just kind of a, a cleanup job at that point and. Um, Vader and Sunter were just going around doing their thing, dealing damage, and uh, it ended up being, you know, three on, I think, th uh, three on one basically. By you know, he had like one phantom left, so, mm. so he called it, and uh, you know, we kind of wrapped that game up. But um, so then we get into you know round six or whatever, and I uh, was playing George um, Levasor, and he had the he also had the quad phantom list, and uh, you know he was undefeated going into that round as well, so. We just, you know, called it, did the final salvo. We were both secure in our positions, so um, so that wasn't an issue. But so then the next day we get into the um, the top 16, um, you know, because I finished the eighth seed, so I didn't have to do the playing game, and um, I get uh, paired up against Daniel Taylor, uh, who was playing the like the very uh, more more traditional Rebel Beef with the. Uh, uh, Wedge and uh, Braylon and Ten and Cassian with Leia and you know the normal. Um, I think he had swarm. He had swarm tactics on Wedge, and then I think he had one crack shot mixed into the list on um, uh, maybe Ten. I can't remember which one, but um, it's on. It was on Braylon. It was on Braylon. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so he had that one crack shot mixed into the list, and. Um, so it was a it was a tough match. I mean, he played it really well. I this this is one and this is kind of the other thing I wanted to talk about was was the the rebel beef lists in general, especially that specific version of it. Um, I I had played against a number of other rebel beef lists, um, different just all different variants. There's there's so many kind of different like weird little variants. Like I played against like the selfless uh, Bigs variant, um, and I played against like the five ship version and. I played against, I don't know, I just played against a bunch of different versions and they'd all gone pretty well. But the one that I hadn't played against yet was the, the Braylon 10 Wedge Cassian version, which I think is actually probably the more standard. <laughs> it's just one I hadn't seen yet and for whatever reason hadn't practiced against. So I, I don't think I uh, had a proper appreciation for how, how beefy it was as far as just trying to push damage through on it. And, um, you know, those B-Wings with their dials and, and the way that they are able to use, uh, you know, use Leia to just, you know, just do those red maneuver, whatever kind of maneuver they want. 
at, at, at very good times for them is, um, you know, the B-Wings are more efficient at it, I think, than just about any other ship just because of how red their dial is. And um, it is a very good dial, especially when, when you can turn lay on and make it all white. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, but like they're also 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 Cassian is just a huge part of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Cassian's a big part of that, and and that was part of the reason for the Death Troopers on on Vermeil was was that specific like Cassian interaction, and it and it did work to some degree. Like I, I was on the first round, you know, the first real round of shooting, uh, I was kind of going after Braylon, and I was able to like take, I was able to jam him, strip his strip his focus token off, do a little bit of damage to him um and scare him at basically at that point because like so then the next round he wasn't able to clear his his uh stress so he kind of got he got stuck there for a little bit so he i, I think it did kind of force him to pop leia maybe a little bit earlier than he wanted to so he ended up using leia on that turn to do like a four straight just to get braylon out of there and then um uh and then 10 you know so uh, now, what that ended up doing was because I had been focusing on Braylon, Braylon at that point was it kind of took him out of the fight. So then I, I ended up just spreading my damage around. And that was kind of the the nature of the of the battle was I just ended up having like half points on everything. So <laughs> um, I had a bunch of <laughs> I had a bunch of half stuff half pointed. But by that point, I had lost, um, you know, Vermeil and then Sunter and then, you know, Vader, I think, got down to half. And it was just over at that point. So um, that was kind of the tough part about the list was just it was kind of coming in and out with damage a lot. <clears throat> and I, uh, I had a hard time because I had so many arcs and Cassian's ability to kind of spin pivot around and always be an arc threat makes it difficult to um, get around on things and keep them as uh, and keep target priority. So I would get something down to half and then I would have to switch priority to something else and get it down to half. And then I had to, you know, then switch to something else. I, it was like, it was kind of like the washing machine effect. You know, you just, Oh yeah. Yeah. You just got in there and you, you feel You felt like you were just spinning around in circles, shooting it, whatever you could get at. And just because I couldn't really afford to get stuck somewhere and, and get shot at. So, um, so it just caused a lot of natural damage spread without even having to use like the selfless stuff. <laughs> um, oh yeah, it, it, it's it's the it's the higher level offense. Yeah. Out of out of this build with you know if you could do you pull off the shooting gallery yeah. and all of a sudden you know and especially against aces like that that's the strength of the list you can an aces list can fall off the damage slope really really fast. Yes. Um and then you're left with kind of a handful of nothing right yep. like you can at the end of the day you fought hard but yeah didn't have the points that's yeah the, yeah ugh. and that's that's what it boils down to and it really would it boils like going through like you know i was arc dodging like crazy for for the first you know but you can only do that for so long um before it all falls apart and leia just lets them get around on you but that's so, the thing I mean, a u-wing can just literally pop leia rotate and that's 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 range one that's four dice yes where yeah. you you'd expect it, it just always yeah. happens even, even if you call the leia turn which is the the thing you yeah. know it's going to happen but based on the vectors mm -hmm. your opponent knows it too but it's it's the world's you know stupidest secret but all of a sudden it turns around and there you are you yeah. have to respect it every round yeah so it's it's just something you have to look out for all the time and um but yeah i mean really that's what just it, it was one of those lists that you're just you're you're just 
fighting and fighting against and uh and like I said just arc dodging like crazy like <laughs> i mean vermeil doesn't really arc dodge but suter and vader were just doing everything they could to stay out of arcs and um just couldn't quite eventually it just collapses because because of leia's ability uh to allow to allow all of the ships to turn around kind of willy-nilly so <laughs> And, you know, all of a sudden, like, they turn around and they still have their actions and, and you know, they're boosting and barrel rolling off all that. And it Oh, just, yeah, you, you haven't lived until Cassian's removed a stress from, like, you know, a Braylon and all of a sudden they do a one talon with Leia that's white. Then they focus, fail the barrel roll. You know, it's yeah. all of a sudden, or, or, yeah. or execute the barrel roll in that case. Yeah. Uh, and they're all over the place. Like, it's yeah. just... Yeah. yeah, the it's, double B version is very strong in that maneuverability sense because you're in a phone booth, but they don't pay the price for the K turn, yep. which is the only thing price they have to pay to begin with, frankly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it's well, yeah, it's not it's, even much of a price for them in the first place because they their entire their abilities are both yes. predicated off of stri- being stressed. So yeah, it's it's one of those things like you you predi- you know, it's like okay, so their abilities work off of being stressed, and then so they can just like be stressed and then still turn around and. <laughs> Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. <clears throat> so it's 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 just a very weird, you know, combination. I think, um, you know, Leia is uh, Leia is definitely one of those ships that, that needs or one of those upgrades that needs to get looked at pretty hard in the uh, in the points change next month. <laughs> yeah, I guess I see a moderate increase. I'd still like her to be to, to be playable. I don't think but, she needs to be know. eight. I think she needs to be. She probably just needs to end up somewhere in the middle of where you know probably four or five area. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but it's. Two was, I think, a little too uh, drastic. <laughs> fire sale. <laughs> yeah, the fire sale there was a little ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, yeah, so that was how I got knocked out of the top 16. And then um, so then I jump into the hyperspace. I get my two my two buys. And uh, so so, of course, round three of the hyperspace, I get paired up against Travis. And <laughs> um, <laughs> womp womp. Womp womp. Yeah. So so that kid. So he was playing the sinker swarm and um, I just took my same exact list into hyperspace because I didn't I didn't feel like switching it up. So and it was already a hyperspace legal list. So we're we not um, going to point out the fact that Travis had no business in hyperspace to begin with. Oh, yeah. He's already got a he's already got a world ticket. Yeah. He was just he was literally <laughs> literally just there to like knock try and knock people out. I just, guess. Just I don't know. Crush dreams. Yeah. 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 Like hy- hyperspace is starting up. And he shows up next to me, like as we're waiting for pairings with yeah. X-wing stuff in his hand, and I'm like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> I'm like, "You're an asshole, man." <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. he obviously didn't know that the spot lost Jonas was only eight, eight cards. Eight obviously, tickets. He obviously, didn't yeah. obviously didn't know obviously. that. He it was or like he, he or he was stocking up. Or he was trying to get Ooh, two of them. He, yeah, he wanted to get a Jonas second. Swarm. Yeah. <laughs> corner the market on the spot club. Okay. Yeah. He's I see you, the Travis. On the, on the Jonas spot club. Spot club. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking monster. Monster. Yeah. So so, uh, so, anyways, I, I did manage to beat him in that game. So, um, you know, so I, I kind of continued on to, to round, uh, round four. And um, that was when I ran into... Max, your guy Max from Tampa. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and this is funny. So like, we get paired up, and I'm like, I pair. I, I see in the pairings, I'm paired up with Max. I'm like, oh okay, well you know, I gotta play Max. This will be a fun game at least, you know. Well, whatever. And we sit down, and we're talking, we're, we're talking and stuff. And he's like, he's like, yeah, man, I just lost my last game. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you lost, really? I'm like, I'm undefeated. He's like, I'm, I'm like, he's like, yeah, the pair down. I was yep. like, oh man, I got the pair down. I was like, man, that sucks. 
So then like we start playing the game and he just like he just like five straighted off the board. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like he's like i'm not gonna he's like i don't want i don't want to like i don't want to knock you out man or whatever it's like i'm like okay i guess if that's what you want to do <laughs> so you know fair enough <laughs> those were those were valid is, maneuvers yeah yeah so when you get pared down this is where you do that that thing where you grab that two point ticket and you just keep sliding it closer and closer to them <laughs> right right as exactly. it progresses like come yes. on dude come yeah. on dude yeah, like, it, it was like three rounds. It was like he he went he just went across the board five straights. <laughs> and like I'm like maneuvering around him, like I'm just like expecting him to like, turn in at some point. Wow, this is a weird approach. Yeah. <laughs> he's like he's coming in wide. He's just like barreling, yeah. he's like barreling over gas clouds. <laughs> it's like, it's like it, it's like that gif of Abe Simpson like walks in the door, puts his hat on, grabs the hat, walks back out the door, like that's basically what, yeah. what he did that game. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So, uh, so I'm like, because I'm still like maneuvering, you know, like I like I'm like, like I went uh, I kind of went wide. He was playing a vulture swarm, so I like went wide with like you know Vermeil and Suter around, and I'm like angling him in like as he's kind of doing those five straights down the board. I like killed one of them, and then <laughs> and then <laughs> I'm like uh, I'm like okay, I guess he's just flying off the board. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, anyway, that was that. But um, bye, guys. Bye. Um, yeah. So then, round five, I got paired up against uh, Sam Durbin. I think his name was. He was playing like a five ship Imperial, like the the five oh, fives the, of the Imperials. yeah, the five and five. Yep. Yeah, the five and five. Um, that was a, an interesting matchup. He got um, he he basically broke hard on Vermeil. Um, and when he did that, he kind of flashed Duchess's ass, and uh, and du- so Dutch. So he he took out Vermeil, but he but he paid with Duchess, mm. and then um, uh, and I think I'd also put some uh, put some little bit of damage into Merrick, and he had Merrick steal. I put a little bit of damage into Merrick, and then so the ne- so it was like took out Duchess next round, took out uh, Merrick, and then I think you know Suter was like kind of living on living on like uh, he took like a direct hit. Like he he took a crit one crit from Merrick and you know Merrick got the choose and gave him the direct hit, uh, so he was kind of living on borrowed time there for a little bit. But he swung around and was able to take out Scourge, and then um, so then it was just like uh, Vader and or he took out Scourge, but and then in return got taken out by um, uh, like Mar- Mahler or something something. So. Uh, so basically, it ended up being Vader on the the last two Tie Fighters, Mahler and Howrunner, and Vader was just worth more points. So I kind of was able to run around, and then I I I, I ran around, ran around, recharged all my force, basically swung back in, and took out uh, took out Howrunner, and that kind of finished off the game. So. Um, nice. and the, so then the final, final match, you know, so we're sitting there, you know, Brad and I were sitting there expecting to get paired up. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. We're doing all the Swiss math. Like, like yeah. we're all sitting there like, okay, yeah, and, well, what are the odds? Yeah. 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 And we, they were high. We did get paired up. We did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they repaired and, uh, and right. we ended up, yeah, they ended up splitting us up. So, <laughs> um, although I wish we had just played like, uh, right. Like, like I, I mean, that, that would have guaranteed it. Yeah, like just get a Florida man. Yeah, one of the two of us would have gotten the world's invite, and we could have just, you know, it would have been a, it would have been a fun game, you know, just, Mm. you know. Anyways, 
But uh, but yeah, I ended up uh, getting paired up against the other Rebel Beef list. I think they were identical, right? They were those two guys were were buddies. Yeah, and, I think. Um, I think were they HLC B wings? No, no, mine were okay. Hotshot B wings. Okay, so mine were HLC B wings. Oh, really? Which wound up being the crucial thing that made me two points ahead for the majority of the game. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, no, I was, uh, I was, the guys. Oh, and it was Horton, not Wedge. Also, like it was, it was all strange. Okay, so that is, yeah, that is definitely different. Yeah, like the list I played was almost identical to the uh, Rebel Beef list I played in the top sixteen. The only difference was he had crack shot on everything as opposed to swarm tactics on Wedge and crack shot on one thing. So, um, but otherwise it was the same. So. You know the matchup. Honestly, just kind of went largely the same way as the uh, as <laughs> as the other top sixteen match. It was just kind of like I'm just kind of in the washing machine, and I'm just trying to escape it and do as much damage as I can, and hopefully knock something off the board. Because the, the the thing is, if I can knock, as soon as I knock one of those ships off the board, it swings the match quite a bit because all of a sudden the arc count changes drastically, and the you know Suter Invader can kind of do their thing with a lot more freedom um when you once you get one of those arcs off the board but i just couldn't manage to do it again it was the same thing you know just, i had half points on like everything and then <laughs> um and but just couldn't quite uh you know uh, the attrition lost the attrition the long run attrition race basically yeah i think so, in that matchup especially with the list that we were playing because obviously it was very similar um the 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 capital I did play at least a couple of matches uh, against Rebel Beef in that specific matchup, and the ones that I won, uh, Wedge was my first target that that uh, I killed. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like you know if you have to go hard, uh, with all arcs on Wedge, uh, because the B wings are way too slow to catch either one of the aces. Yeah. Um. So well, Wedge is you know Wedge can sneak up on you. Mm-hmm. Um. So if you kill that first and then you kind of deal with Cassian, uh, if you have the time, uh, you can usually just go ahead and win on points after that. Yeah. Um, so that's usually the strategy I took against that list. Yeah, which is probably, you know, that and that was the thing I probably just needed to practice against it more. I, I just don't know that I had a great idea in my head of how I wanted to approach it. Um, and I tried kind of two different methods in, you know, both games, but it kind of ended up the same way either way. So I... I I probably need to, uh, you know, test that out a little bit more. But regardless, um, you know, so I missed the missed the world's invite twice by one game. So <laughs> that, was, that was that was super fun. But uh, yeah. <laughs> otherwise, you know, it was, it was a, otherwise it was, you know, I, I was super happy. Like just honestly, just making the cut, making top sixteen, being eighth seed overall felt really good. And having, um, you know, getting the templates, getting the the the, the sweet challenge coin thing, and. And the tickets that you know, I I think I, I picked up a quick draw on a Guri spot gloss. I, I wasn't I wasn't I didn't get Jonas. I know. I, 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 was, I, I heard I heard curious lack of Jonas. Yeah, there's a curious yeah, I, those cards. Was I went curious... quick draw on Guri also. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> okay, I see. It. Yeah. Okay, it's fine. So so anyways, I got I got the quick draw on the Guri. So those those are cool. <laughs> um, but anyways, it was a you know just just a great weekend overall. Um, you know, I only lost two games really um you know the final salvo was was whatever it was but the uh i mean on saturday it sounds like you 
you played only like two games though. Huh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, on Sunday. On Sunday, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, on yeah. Sunday I didn't play. Yeah, it, it's like, you know, didn't, didn't I mean, obviously didn't play the first two, and then it <laughs> yeah. just kind of was what it was. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, it, it was a good run, though. So I felt pretty, felt pretty good. Felt really good about it. So, um, all right. Well, that was the system open for the men of Florida. And, uh, the one thing we are going to talk about here a little bit before we go is the world's information that came out on the stream today. Um, well, so hot, hot and fresh, hot, and fresh. hot fresh news, hot fresh news. <laughs> so um, I'm assuming everybody here watched the stream or at least saw the uh, the, the details. Um, but uh, so I'll, I'll go over here point by point. So first of all, we got uh, it's going to be five days, October 16th through the 20th. So that's a very big event, right? It's very long, yeah. yeah. You know, because it's only Destiny and X Wing, so they're doing five days of just Destiny and X Wing. <laughs> I might actually right. play some Destiny if I end up going because, like, uh, there's no way I'm playing five games, uh, five days of X Wing. Yeah, yeah, it's you, just a lot. I'll bring my de- I'll bring my Destiny stuff. You can borrow a deck or something. <laughs> it's just it, I've never played it before, but yeah, yeah. something else to do. Yeah. So the big reason for it being five days is they they've added they're doing a last chance qualifier. So, um. All the so you're telling me there's a chance. So you're telling me there's a chance, yeah. So, you know, which is especially nice to hear after I just spent the weekend barely missing out on a, on a world ticket twice. So, oh, right. for sure. <laughs> um, so the way they're doing the last chance qualifier is it's going to be, they're going to give um, 400 seats for that. Um, and then the, uh, the top 64 guaranteed will make it to worlds into the world's tournament so the so the last chance qualifier will be on wednesday the 16th um ever the, the entire top 64 will make it to worlds and then um they will they will add seats to that um based on how many unclaimed world's tickets there are of the people who have earned them through system opens and hyperspace trials and whatever else so, so i i so i do like that kind of ultimate pass down like like yeah. the second level of pass down yep uh you got from a whole lot of hyperspace trial winners that may not be able to attend or even the ones that pass down to other people who are runners up from a guy who already had one i do like that they're, they're filling the the cavities a little bit kind of yeah trickling down it's like it's yeah. like world world invite plinko yeah exactly and it, one of the things i was a little little concerned about with worlds was that they that they weren't kind of I was like, I hope they really understand. Like, Worlds should be a huge tournament. There should be a lot of players there. You know, like yeah. it's it, it would like it would just be weird if it was like okay, a hundred and something odd players because they they gave away three hundred tickets and you know sixty percent showed up. You know, <laughs> so it was, oh like, for sure. I was glad that they kind of obviously realized that, and they also you know, realized that people want to go to worlds, not, not just, not just because they think they have a chance of winning worlds, but mostly because they want to go hang out and have fun because it's, it's, it's like yeah, the, best it's the whole thing of X-Wing there is, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, imagine what we just experienced because, you know, I went to world one year. Imagine what we just experienced, except you see people from Germany and like the UK and Asia yeah. and like all over the world. Like yeah. it's, it's a fantastic event to go to just to see the international effect of, of the X-Wing. Yeah, I'm glad that they I'm glad that they have that now as a pressure as a kind of a pressure valve for the fact that like, you know, we've been talking so much about uh Buenos Aires, Aries. I mean like everyone's been talking about it. And 
they don't have a chance if we're going to invite only worlds you know like players in those regions that don't have support mm-hmm. like unless there's this they can't go yeah like and that's a shame because like like you're saying the international presence if you used to be if you went you went yeah but as long as you could get through you know the internet and click click enough times at the right yeah. times you got a ticket you could go but uh, so I'm glad that they have that because yeah. it, it's kind of a shame to see players, really great players from parts of the world that don't have access to it, mm-hmm. uh, to win it through a through a hyperspace trial or a system open. Yeah. Get in there. This this is the best of both worlds, though. Uh, like I really do think. I mean, that there needed to be a really a big amount of players um, that take up the world's championship that actually have earned their way there. You know what Agreed. I mean? Like the. It, there's, it's got to be if there's a world champions, it's got to be the highest caliber players, and it shouldn't just be a click fest. And then yeah. on the other side yes. of it, there should be sort of it should be an open. Therefore, you know anybody can really play and, yeah. and join. And so I think this is literally the best case scenario that you can have for world. Yeah, and I think the big thing they did here was um, because they moved it. They, so they decided to move it out of the FFG game center. Because they just realized that in order to really do it justice, they were they needed more space, and so they moved it to the um, St. Paul River Center or something like that. Uh, whatever it's it's convention center down you know on the same um, in St. Paul, Minnesota. So <coughs> they have a much larger space. Um, obviously, they're doing four hundred seats just for this uh, LCQ as they're calling it, and. Um, you know, they're going to do two flights of the actual world's event, um, which are, which will be on Thursday and Friday. And then the finals, um, on, uh, the cut or what cut rounds, I guess, basically on Saturday. So they've obviously just kind of really stepped up the size of the event in general and, um, are allowing more and more people to come. Now, the other thing that they teased that they didn't really talk about um, in specifics, but they said they'll have more coming out articles to come is, um, you know, at least according to the OP guy, the uh, the participation prize support is supposed to be like like just way beyond anything they've ever done before. Oh, so um, he, nice. he seemed to be very proud of it. So <laughs> hopefully it, it lives up to what the, to his the way he sell, he sold it on the stream. But um, I, I'm- I'm not sure if was this also on a stream or not, but the, there's also something going on on Sunday. Yes, um, there's this supposed- is this is I'm super excited about this. I don't know much yeah. about it, but this sounds really cool. Yeah, so this is supposed to be a um, there's supposed to be a qualifier for the 2020 Worlds on Sunday. Um, so you can uh, so you know you can go to Worlds and like so like let's say let's say you go there for the for the uh, the last chance qualifier, and you still don't make it. And then, okay, so now you, you you get the whole weekend to play side events and stuff as well. And then you on Sunday, you can try to qualify for next year for 2020. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's really cool. Uh, there's yeah, something yeah. about, like, that madness of, like, that much X-Wing event. Oh, yeah. All kind of capped off with, like, a mad dash to, like, secure your place next yeah. time. It's a, it's a cool yeah. reward for actually going up there, oh, yeah. which is going to draw more people to there. For you know? sure. I mean, think about this. Like, if, if you go up there without a world's ticket and you go up there and do the last chance qualifier. You're talking about probably six rounds of X-wing on on uh, Wednesday, on Wednesday. Then you mm-hmm. get into either one A or one B. So another six rounds of X-wing on Thursday or Friday. Yep. Then if you're good enough to make the cut, you know however many more rounds of X-wing you end up playing on Saturday. Plus if you do any side events and stuff like that, and then you go into probably another six round event on Sunday. 
I mean, that is a shit ton of X-Wing. Fucked <laughs> up. That. I, I can meet my, uh, like, the system opening quota that I had for the last, like, five months. I can meet yeah, that can do in, like, like two. One, one weekend. Yeah. <laughs> No, like, like, I mean, you're you're, you're moving into a, a territory that is legitimately, <clears throat> like, you need to physically train. Yeah. Like, your body. Oh, yeah. For that, like, yeah. that is. As a friend, lot of sandwiches. As, as a friend once told me, prepare your body. Um, I, I mean, that's that's what it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so is the scooter gang going to worlds? Oh, I, I mean, I'm going. I'm, I'm I'm still on the fence. I gotta see how logistics work on my soon side. As, as soon as I saw the the last chance qualifier, I'm like, screw it. I'm going no matter what. Like I'm gonna try. <laughs> I, I still got some hyperspace trials that I'm gonna try to go to and, and get a ticket. But you know, whatever. I'm going one way or the other. So I've never been to Worlds because uh, I work at a TV station, and Worlds has always been during sweeps, which is uh, mm. a, a vacation blackout in the, in the television industry. So I've never been able to go because of that, even during the whole click click fest years. And uh, so if I have a chance to go, it's in October. I can actually go this year based on work vacation scheduling. So uh, I am going to make every effort to uh, to get myself there. But um, so anyhow, the last chance qualifier by chance, uh, is also it's a twenty five dollar entry for that, and tickets will be available June twenty eighth on the FFG website at two p.m. Central Time. So. If you want to get into the click fest for the last chance qualifier, that is when it will begin. Um, and then if you do uh, get into Worlds, so the Worlds ticket costs $50. So if you do get into Worlds via the last chance qualifier, you'll pay an additional $25 to, um, to enter Worlds um, from there. So um, do you have to buy the Worlds ticket, then do the click fest? No. So you, you do the click fest for the last chance qualifier, right? Right. And then if you once you're in the last chance qualifier, you go to Worlds, you play it, and if you make the top sixty four, you just give them another twenty five bucks and you play and you play in Worlds. Right. So the so, last okay. chance payment is your your so, down payment for yeah. Worlds. Yes, yeah, so they count that payment. They count that right, payment towards right, right. your fifty bucks for Worlds. Yeah. Right. Okay. Oh, good, so, good, so, good. Even, so I just wanted you, to make sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't know. So like, even, I don't if you, have... even if you won it, like let's say you won a hyperspace trial, like if you have the Worlds invite, you still have to buy a ticket with that yes. invite. Yes, yeah, oh, so fifty that. bucks. Yeah, huh. so yeah, all the t- the only ticket, the only thing that's actually worth any money is the uh, winning a system open, which gets you the uh, the, the the paid trip to work. Yeah, the compensation. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody inviting you to dinner, but then telling you to bring food. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> You've earned the right to give me fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, right. So, yeah. but regardless, I mean, like I said, they 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 seem to be quite proud of the uh, the participation prizes at Worlds this year. So we'll we'll see what those end up being. Um, there'll be uh, a ton of apparently though there will be side events throughout the weekend. So if you don't make the Worlds cut and um, through the last chance qualifier or whatever, uh, there'll be there'll be hyperspace extended and epic side events. So they'll, uh, it sounds like right now the plan is that they'll have epic up and running and available. Uh, for worlds um can't wait yep uh <laughs> right uh, <laughs> you can, uh if you have a world's ticket already if you are not a ticket but an invitation um you can claim that seat starting today um now this is a little weird on the stream they said that the deadline is september 1st but i believe in the article they said the deadline's like september 28th or something weird like that 
So uh, if you have a world's invitation, go ahead and redeem it. I mean, like just as soon as possible. Yeah, if you know you're yeah, going, just it. just do it. Uh, don't sit on it and like be like waffle about it until September. Um, just go and redeem it if you're going to redeem it. <laughs> so um, the Coruscant Invitational, uh, which is happening on Wednesday at the same time as the Last Chance Qualifier, it's going to be five rounds, and they haven't announced everything yet, but apparently they're going to break all the winners of the system opens up into teams. Um, and it's going to involve multiple formats, um, including possibly Epic. So they may do like some sort of hyperspace, like one round might be a hyperspace round, one round might be a couple rounds of hyperspace, a couple rounds of extended, maybe a round of Epic or something like that. Like they, they didn't really give firm details on it, but it sounds like it's going to have a very kind of strange mixture of, uh, of formats. That sounds fun. I mean, like yeah. the, the the course on invitationals have never seemed to have been anything for like prestige or anything. It's yep. just straight up wanky fun stuff because I know they yeah. do the the cards and yep. all that, and it's just it's like let's get some really good players and make them do weird shit. Like exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's like the Nickelodeon of X Wing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You can't say that. Did you get slime? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're just going to play in slime and there's going to be some double dare challenges yeah. and shit. I mean, can you think of anything that would make Alex Davey more happy than just running around sliming people? Yeah, right? Like, I, I get to no. see his face now. I yeah, that's all he wants to do. Yeah. So you heard it here first on Florida Man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be like hosted by a giant rock head. Yeah. Yes. I think uh, Alex oh. Davey and, and Frank Brooks and, and Max Brooks or whoever, they should just like run around like just randomly swiping upgrade cards off of people's lists. Like, you oh, know, yeah. In the like, you don't get game, that anymore. Like, it's gone. It's like, <laughs> oh, for sure. Welcome to Coruscant, bitches. Welcome to Coruscant. <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh... <laughs> Would you like to buy some death sticks? um so yeah i don't know so so invitational will be certainly be interesting uh they are going to be streaming all throughout the weekend so all five days they'll have streams going on of 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 uh of as much of the events as they can cover obviously gold squadron will be there so you'll have so there'll be multiple streams i'm sure i wouldn't be surprised if there's a couple of other people that show up to stream as well oh for sure yeah Yeah. i'm sure this uh (laughs) doesn't he uh do the goldies uh at the worlds general that's what he did last year at least um so we'll see if uh uh, i'm sure dion dion will be announcing more about the goldies at some point but that wasn't part of this uh this particular announcement um uh there will be a prize wall yeah that's weird why didn't ffg announce about the goldies um yeah should have definitely yeah for sure most people just go to that yeah right um so there will be a prize wall um and apparently it will be chock full of uh fancy new prizes um that we have not seen before uh at least uh, according to the uh the op guy who's in charge of prize support so (laughs) um and uh let's see what else do they have here um, oh, you will have to submit submit your list before day one A, even if you are playing in day one B. Oh, nice. so um, just to help prevent, you know, people from like, oh, look at all this, the, look, look yeah, at all the, the scouting, shit. yeah, all the scouting in day one A. Yeah. So, um, so that's so that's a thing that they're going to do. Um, let's see, they're going to do another stream in late June for the points update, apparently. 
so they're they're going to do a stream talk i guess the day of the uh, the day they release that they are expecting it in late june like the last week of june that's pretty much what they said i thought Um, it was july so this is good news yeah yeah. a little bit earlier than i thought yeah yeah so so that will uh and it makes sense it lines up with the end of the hyperspace season um for season one so uh you know going into uh nationals and all that kind of stuff in season two of hyperspace they'll they'll we'll have updated points um and then you know whoever who else knows as far as hyperspace goes what they'll have format wise as far as what ships are available and that kind of stuff so can't wait for the phantoms in hyperspace oh god Mm. not after they increase the points and make them jukeless um and then Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's some points increase on the generic stuff. So, you know, at the very least, Whisper and Echo can still be flown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think you really need to like Whisper and Echo are probably are fine. I think where the points are, it's just the it's just the spam. It's just spamming them. That's, yeah. that's yeah. the problem. Um, and then the other thing that they announced uh, that they talked about that I think is going to be really good is apparently OP is going to start doing community streams once a month where they talk about OP shit. Oh, so, cool. um, they're like, they're saying like once a month, they're going to come on there and just like talk about what's going on as far as like new OP stuff that's going, you know, what, what's going on with this thing. And I think people can ask questions, which I think is huge. I mean, I, I know communication from OP over the years has been really poor. So, <laughs> you know, like anybody having any idea of what's going on has been, you know, so limited over the years that. Um, well, I mean, it's been reduced mainly down the history of X-Wing is it's reduced down to those people's own personal time. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. like, like, like how, how, how long did Wade just like, just get on like, you know, like the forum or Reddit or like on, on a podcast on yeah. his own time and be like, Hey, yeah. So here's what's going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they definitely need to have more official oh, yeah. interaction. Yeah. And he would do that randomly, but, but you know, now we've got, now it sounds like they're going to make this like a thing. So like once a month, uh, it sounds like once a month we're going to be getting some sort of OP update via live stream. So, uh, which is which I think is really cool because it allows for the fan interaction where you can go in there and like ask questions and you know. Right. So it's not just them giving you the information they want to give you; it's you possibly being able to get some information about stuff that the community is thinking about that that for whatever reason they didn't think to answer. Right. So. Yeah, I, I like the idea that it might eventually lead to a bit of like a like a feedback situation eventually. I know that a lot of these OP prizes are like uh, in the pipe for a long time. I mean, you see that yeah. where like it feels like for a long time their OP was kind of like two like waves behind the yeah. like the cards you wanted. Yeah. Like like nothing was better than like when the Red Ace promo came out in 1.0. Yeah. yeah. After Red Ace like was not a list for <laughs> four months yeah <laughs> it's like oh cool red ace <laughs> yeah. uh so hopefully that leaves leaves some kind of like force feedback reaction loop where they can hear what people want and like the kind of stuff that they really want and start to like turn that over yeah over time you know what i mean yeah yeah i'm looking forward to my supernatural reflexes promo card oh yeah. i can't wait <laughs> i can't wait for yeah i can't wait for that that's yeah. that's Spot i mean hot glass yeah. Oh yes, spot gloss. Yeah. I mean, if that's yeah. only eight tickets, I mean, guys, I mean, I, that, I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm you out. I'm, I'm in on that, and I'm out of playing X-wing because yeah. all I need is that. Because all I ever needed in life was a spot gloss, supernatural reflexes. So. Correct. <laughs> um, Correct. Yeah. So there, yeah. So a lot of cool stuff in the stream. If you have a chance, go back to the Twitch page and watch it. Um, I think uh, 
there's some like I've seen a lot of posts about what was in the stream, but it, they all seem to be a little bit lacking on tone. So um, it's worth watching it um, because I, I think the way they, you know, just just hearing them say some stuff um, is, is probably worthwhile. Just uh, just getting it straight from the horse's mouth. So, um, right. yeah, good, good stream. A lot of a lot of good, good information on it. Um, and, uh, it, and it was mostly X-Wing. They did talk to Destiny a little bit, but um, they obviously yeah. get the basic overview of what was going on with Destiny. But most of the questions coming in were X-Wing related. So. <laughs> um nice but uh but yeah so I, i'm just looking i'm looking forward to, to some op streams and, and getting a monthly news update from them which i is to me is just yeah huge. no that'll be great yeah so all right well um i don't know about you guys but i think i'm i think we're gonna wrap it up here um i think we've kind of hit everything we need to hit so yeah, Thank you guys all for uh, coming on. And um, also, uh, again, I, I, I want to give you guys a huge thanks just for, for repping the podcast with the uh, with the T-shirts. Um, oh, yeah. You know, that was I mean, uh, dude, super I mean, I want to give you a huge thanks for getting our, our logo on the sleeve. That was yeah. that was hot fire, man. Yeah, that, no yeah. problem. I, That's I was, awesome. I, I just, you know, I, I enjoyed the idea of uh, kind of bringing the Florida community a little bit together and – you know, if, if for those who didn't see the T-shirts, we we did Florida Man plays X-wing T-shirts with um, the individual squadron patches on the on the right sleeve for the different areas um, that yeah. were involved. So uh, we're we uniting had, the clans. Yeah. yeah, united the clans a little bit. We had the uh, Tampa the Lightning Squadron, we had the Space Coast guys, and we had the Jacks Crimson Guard guys, kind of all joined together a little bit. So um, hopefully we can expand that even further. Um, you know, as time goes on, but, uh, you know, there's going to be another system open in Atlanta. I'm sure. Next I'm sure year, there'll so. be one next year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there'll we be one. We pull 173. So let's see what Yeah. Happens. It was one the of the scooter larger... gang strikes again. Yeah. <laughs> Rise of the scooter gang. Electric. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, it'll, it, it, you know, this, the system open will come back. We'll find other stuff to go to. Maybe, maybe we, uh, we, maybe we put together a, a, a crew for worlds, you know, we'll see. Oh but, man. <laughs> it, it's going to be, be wild. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, Ryan, you just got to work on it just for, just for the shits and giggles. If nothing else, man, like just, just got to find a way to go. It's just going to be funny. No, no, I really, it was, it was one of those things like, you know, like, like sitting out hyperspace Sunday. It's one of those things that like every once in a while, I just kind of do that. Right. Yeah. I'm just like, I kind of opt out for a second and it, it definitely refills you. Right. When you're playing so much X-Wing kind of refills yeah. your, your urge to play and like your yeah. desire to play. Yeah. So I'm, 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 I'm all in on it. Um, I just got to find a way to make it, to make it work. Cause I, yeah. I mean, it is, I mean, it's the ultimate thing. It's, it, oh, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's the big deal, but well, I, yeah. I, said, I said, the thing for me is like, I just want to go to worlds once, you know, <laughs> like, I've, well, I tell you what, I tell you what, like, what about, what about this? What if, what if we, we on our side, you know, like in Tampa, we try to pull the gears together and maybe bring some guys out to worlds and uh, you guys come out to Phoenix. Okay. Is, is, is Phoenix like a thing you guys do every year now? It's pretty much yeah. Yeah. Okay. We've been there the last two years for yeah. the system open. Yeah. It's yeah. fantastic. All right. Yeah. Well, we it's can we, we can work on that. Um, but yeah, I think uh, like I said, I, I've just been I've just been wanting to go to Worlds for so long, and it's and it's always been like, well, you can't go. So, like, yeah. you know, it, it's just you know, I just want to go. So this this will be at least a hopefully. I mean, hopefully, I get to go more than once. But this this will for sure be 
I'm going to go. I can make it. It's in October. <laughs> so, yeah, well, yeah. Well, honestly, honestly, like, like, like a, ch- a chance to go to Worlds, like, especially the first time that it's run like this. Yeah. It's a whole nother, it's a whole new ball game, new center, new, whole new structure of how you get into it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's something I think that'd be really cool to be there for the, the first time that's happening, right? Mm-hmm. Like, kind of the new era of that, yeah. which is cool. Yeah. And that's the yeah. thing. It's the first X Wing, it's the first 2.0 Worlds. Yeah. So, right. you know, that, that, that's a big thing, I think. So it's, it, you know, I, I, I want to be there for it if I can be. So, um, right. all right. Well, that'll finish it up, guys. You ready? Dials down. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. <laughs> <laughs>